Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white man. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Tonight, President Trump blasts Michael Cohen, lashing out at his former lawyer after the release of that explosive recording. Shouts, drawing smirks in the Oval Office with reporters pushing the president to talk about that tape. The president could face a legal liability if he was trying to influence the election by covering up the story. about grasping at straws. Have you heard the juiciest part of the Trump-Cohen tape? Give me a chocolate. Living up to his reputation for daily consumption of... Well, Diet Cokes, right? As one commenter noted, things, including hush money, go better with Coke. Things go better with Coca-Cola. Genie CNN, New York. You are fake news. Very fake news. I know you are. You can't be serious. You cannot be serious. This gag free over he is. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show, frankly. The best. You can ask anyone about that. This, of course, is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. We caught up with Liberty Doll this week. Good to have her back. A uh, nice discussion about guns, mostly, to close the show. Uh, and who doesn't love talking about guns? I, I think we planned to talk for 20 minutes. We talked for 30 just because I can talk about guns And then before and after forever. a little bit, too. Yeah. So I'm glad to have her back. We, we should have her back more frequently. I think she's a good uh, good contributor and a good, uh, just good discussion overall. So we'll air that to end the show. Uh, but first... Discussing news stories I don't care about, and I know you don't care about, continues, but we have to. You heard it in the intro there. This week, former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen is out with unsubstantiated allegations, and CNN can't get enough. We're going to go through it as quickly as we possibly can. Do we have to? Apparently. I, I don't know. <laughs> I was the one on Wednesday who said I didn't want to. You're like, well, I, I feel to. obligated to talk about some stories that we look like we're biased, but like, I just don't care about this at all. Yeah, I love me some unsubstantiated allegations that are definitely going to be the thing that brings down the president. How blue can a pair of balls get <laughs> before they just burst? We'll see. And, and I don't, it's a question. I don't know. It's like uh, how many licks to the center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. Anyway, uh, the other stories that we're going to cover, the Trump star at the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame got vandalized and later a brawl broke out. Yeah. Uh, the footage of this is pretty intense, so we'll take a look at uh, at some of that. Uh, and all this non-news that's going around, Michael Cohen stuff, and I mean, even even the, the vandalism of the Trump star is not that important. All these things kind of overshadow what is, in fact, really good news about the economy, at least uh, if you look at the GDP as a measure. So economy looks like it's in good shape. My speculation is that's probably what's going to drive more Americans to the polls rather than Michael Cohen's secret recordings. 
But uh, but you've got the numbers. We'll take a look, and it looks like good news. Yep. Yeah. The social media giants in Silicon Valley are not in great shape, though. I know you did a video on it this week, and we'll talk more about it. Facebook dying. Twitter looks like it's following over the cliff. YouTube standing there, scratching its chin, considering maybe I'll jump off this cliff too, or just be stupid. Apparently, so this report, there was this report this week that YouTube is doing a very poor job of policing jihadi content on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, don't, don't, uh, if, if, if you're Count Dankula and you're making gag videos or you're someone else, you know, talking about conservative politics, definitely they're going to be lightning quick to bust you up. But if you're, you're a jihadi making propaganda we'll get to it eventually we got more important things okay i loved this story this week crtv and ali stuckey created this parody video of alexandria ocasio cortez a parody interview and you've Mm -hmm. seen this bit a million times you cut up someone's real interview you splice yourself in like you're interviewing the person creates funny answers makes the person look stupid it's a gag but then uh, Ali Stuckey and CRTV get get busted by leftists and, and media outlets for they're basically debunking them. We debunked that fake interview from CRTV. Is there any sense of humor left? You know the people? answer to that, buddy. Apparently not. Baffling. So we'll take a look at that. Uh, plus an update to last week's hoax hate. I think you'll finally be convinced that this one is real. Yeah, I'd say surveillance footage will have me convinced. I haven't seen the surveillance footage, though, if you're still skeptical. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, every We got to admit that there's probably 5% of hoax hate that's true. And this happens I, to be one of them. This looks like it. Yeah. And then we've got another hoax hate. Most people heard about this this week. The the guy who said he got, he was a waiter at a steakhouse. Yeah. And he said a customer wrote, I don't tip terrorists. Terrorist. Terrorist. And he got, he, you know, got himself a nice GoFundMe check and... The restaurant investigated. Turns out 100% fake, and he admits to it being fake. And then lastly, um, NBC is profiling parents raising so-called babies. Babies, T-H-E-Y-B-I-E-S. We'll take a look at one such profile. These parents are not only raising their children gender neutral, but they will give them no concept of gender until they actually ask. Uh, So... I, this stuff would have formerly been surprise cringe, but it's so predictable now that I can't surprise yeah. you with it. Yep. I had heard about it. That's true. And of course, we will take super chats in between topics. We read 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We were at the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It'll be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for email, emailing us. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. If you'd like to take the show on the go, it is available on audio formats, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked in the description for you. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. Do have one art submission this week. Take a look at this. Yeah. This Hardy Boys parody. <laughs> did you ever read the Hardy Boys? I did not. I was a big apparently, Nancy Drew fan. Apparently I wrote one of the books though. <laughs> if this art from Quizzical is to be believed. <laughs> <laughs> so this is blonde sneaking in the, the secret warning sneaking into what is allegedly a, a an illegal dwelling leave town at once or there'll be trouble i have uh, done that before yeah this this is uh this is this is nonfiction. It's not a hoax hate if you heard yeah. of that happening it's for real the uh the other announcement i have is 
fantasy football is coming up. I know Blonde is excited. When it's not real football, it's fantasy football. Well, it's based on real football. If you are still planning on enjoying football this season and they haven't pissed you off with their anthem protesting and all that, and I'm I'm a big fantasy football guy, so I will continue, even though uh, they make it more difficult to enjoy. But point is, if you want a chance to participate in my fantasy football league this year, there's no charge. It's free. Uh, there is a link in the description for a form you can fill out. I can't play in a league with everybody. Last year, we had quite a high demand. So what I do is I pick 10 people at random who will get an invite to the league. And if you're not picked for that for that league, then everybody gets to participate in a survivor pool. Uh, so you can make weekly picks and the last man standing wins that league. And then at the end of the year, the winners will get a podcast prize, t-shirt, mug, that sort of thing. So if you're interested in playing fantasy football with me this year, there is a link atop uh atop the description you can click that your guy brian kemp in georgia uh looks like he is on his way to maybe being the governor of georgia although the race is closer than i would have expected if the polling is to be believed really georgia uh i mean i don't know i i have no idea the polling i saw put him ahead only by two but this was also a week or two old before it was like a hypothetical matchup before he was the actual nominee well we can totally trust polling it was really accurate in 2016 so it 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 actually was on the state level it's just that it really was you go back and look at it, it was within the margin of error it's just that uh wisconsin michigan and pennsylvania were right there could have gone either way you show me where it was way off. <laughs> I, I'm happy to take a look, but the polling was actually accurate in those in those states. Anyway, uh, so Brian Kemp, you'll recall, is I'm going to round up the Im- the illegal immigrant guy. Uh, oh, round I up remember. the illegal immigrants in my truck guy, as you'll see in this Mother Jones headline here that I quite enjoyed. Brian Kemp, who threatened to abduct undocumented immigrants, wins GOP race in Georgia. So applause for him. No, uh, no the, editorializing at all on that headline. Yeah, it's mother Jones. I mean, what are you, what are you supposed to, what are they supposed to do? But when I sent it to you, you said that's hundred percent accurate. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. I was I mean, probably I being facetious. Do, do that's the thing with his ad though, is like how much of it was serious and how much of it was like tongue in cheek. Well, I hope it was all serious. He's I mean, not going to re- really abduct illegal immigrants an interesting philosophical question i don't think we can have vigilante squads running around to boot them out though I don't why know that that's sounds quite... awesome there's probably law against that i would assume right you can't do that mm. anyway it, he might it might be governor uh georgia governor brian kemp coming up soon uh he's got a, the polling i saw had him with a two two percent uh edge on Democratic challenger Stacey Abrams. She's the former deputy mayor of Atlanta and uh, former or actually maybe current Georgia House Minority Leader. I'm not sure, but former or current uh, state legislator in Georgia. Speaking of crazy politics. (laughs) That's good. Cory Booker, uh, Tears of Rage Fountain, Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey. He is not letting the Kavanaugh thing go away. While people are moving on to Michael Cohen and other topics, he is... You know, st- staying uh, hitting hard on Kavanaugh because any not only is Kavanaugh evil, apparently anybody who's open to Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme Court nominee, being a justice is also evil. I love the, the way he describes this at a Capitol Hill press conference. Uh, the terms on which he it's, it's not just a question of 
is he qualified to be a judge or not? Everything's framed in these like apocalyptic terms yeah. of morality. He yeah. cites uh, he cites a psalm. He's citing biblical language about how dire the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh is. Check this out. There is so much at stake here that this has nothing to do with politics. This is to do with who we are as moral beings. In the moral moment, there is no, there is no neutral. In a moral moment, there is no bystanders. You are either complicit in the evil. You are either contributing to the wrong or you are fighting against it. There's a saying from the Abraham face in one of the Psalms that says, Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But that doesn't say, though I sit in the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't say that I'm Mm -hmm. watching on the sidelines of the valley of the shadow of death. It says I am walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And so I am calling on everyone right now who understands what's at stake, who understands who Kavanaugh is. My answer says that someone shows you who they are. Believe them the first time. He has shown us who he is. I, I don't even know what he means. What do you mean? What has he done that's an evil act besides make decisions that you disagree with? Oh, no. He could have said this exact same thing about anybody. He would anybody have. Else. He, would he, have. he would have, yeah. Sub in, sub in um, Amy Barrett, sub in uh, and anybody else. Who was he preaching to? I don't actually know who he was talking to. I, I, I heard tried people to in find... the audience like, amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it was a, a press conference at Capitol Hill. I mean, overstatement and overreaction like this is how they will lose. Absolutely. You, yeah. you, you listen to something like that. It's like, I don't even have to read Brett Kavanaugh's decision to know that decisions to know this is nonsense. This is not, this is not a moral issue of good and evil on biblical levels, dude. Come on. Yeah. But that's how the left is going to continue to pose this. And I think that I've been, I was listening to Ann Coulter yesterday and she's, she's pretty concerned about this blue wave, which I've hmm. been dismissive of. And she was talking about, how the left thinks in absolute terms, you know, more than the right does and how they want to be a part of something. And that might create this blue wave and we need to take it seriously. And so now I'm thinking, you know, when I see stuff like this, normally I'm like, they've overdone it and people are sick of it. But I think that rational people are sick of it. People on the left, this is stirring. This is emotional. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the the generic congressional ballot polling has shifted back in recent weeks. It, it, It narrowed up and now it's back to like plus 10, plus 12 democrat we'll see what happens i this stuff they're so far out there on so many on so many things not just brett kavanaugh but we'll talk about alexandria ocasio-cortez later their plans on the economy their plans on borders their plans on guns their hostility to free speech i just don't see it happening but we'll have to see remember booker of course is considered a front runner to run for president of the united states tears of rage cory booker you could have tears of rage coming from the presidential podium and there's elizabeth warren too these are both Presumably, I mean, she's nodding in agreement with his message here. These are both people who agree with this biblical morality issue on Brett Kavanaugh, who could conceivably be challenging for president of the United States in a year or two's time. Kavanaugh just seems so benign to me. Yeah, he he, there's we went through it a few weeks back. If people missed that or you want to hear us talk about some of Kavanaugh's decisions, there's room for disagreement. But to act like this is some sort of ideologue or extremist, he's actually very nuanced. Yeah. And. I think if if I had a criticism of him, it's that he makes his decisions too specifically. He's unwilling to talk about broad principles. He makes these very narrow, quasi-Kennedy-esque decisions where it's like, I'm only going to talk about this one little thing without extrapolating anything or or setting any precedent that could speak to other issues. Kavanaugh, (laughs) it's it's just frustrating. It's like, 
It, you said it exactly correctly. You could just dub in anybody else's name there, and they'd say the same well, thing. Well, just like the Women's March uh, did with that press email, they, yeah. they literally would have given this exact same speech about anybody else. We Was it last week we took a look? I think it was. We were looking at protest clips from Lauren Southern's tour with Stefan Molyneux in yeah, Australia. So they continue to herd the lol cows, and I think this week is even better. This is so enraging. This clip is from the Adelaide stop on Tuesday. And Lauren, I guess, is outside the venue. There are some protesters there, one of whom is a refugee saying, why are you a racist? Lauren asks for evidence. And then they proceed to get her. They got her all they got wrapped her up. Good. They got Lauren, get Godded Lauren Southern. That's what these, these protesters did to her. Check this out. You are a crowd I'm, I'm of a refugee. Can I just ask why yeah. you're such a you're racist a refugee. dog? Like yeah. Fighting why I'm a racist? Dog. What evidence yeah. do you have for that? You're just a racist dog. Do you have any Everyone evidence for it? it? No, you're just a racist no, dog. No, you don't have you're any evidence. Out of your mouth. You just. Do you have any dog? evidence? No, all these all, insults. All, all, all I would like is one, one bit of evidence. Racist dog. The evidence is. And then White Knight Man is going to jump in here. That White guy has Knight. serious soy face. Look at that. Look at he his is, little gloves, too. He is thirsting for, uh, for a little refugee little action. Rainbow gloves on. Later. I'm going to defend this refugee. <laughs> so, yeah, he, uh, he gets Lauren good. That you're, that you're, no, the no, evidence is that you're yelling over an a, a, of a refugee. Saying to fucking, saying a refugee that you're, isn't she can't a tell race. Who a racist is. A refugee isn't a race. A refugee. Um, what, what, what does it matter? Oh, okay, what is a race? Tell us what's a, tell us what a race is. A race is a skin color. It's a, a racist, racist dog. dog. Racist 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 dog having criticisms of refugee policy because refugee is not a race. They say, okay, what's a race? Well, race is ethnicity, skin color is how Lauren responds. And then they say, she said it. She said race is ethnicity and skin color. That makes her a racist. I don't. Yeah, that bitch also does not look like a refugee. A refugee is not complaining about how other people look too shabby. Did you? Yeah, that is like odd. you people dress shitty. Like what? <laughs> yeah, refugees like don't have clean water and are fleeing. Tell me more about countries. the yeah. Little tell Miss me more Blazer. about the Damascus fashion shows. Yeah, I, I would like. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like I don't to see know, this. Man. You're telling We're... me that you you don't want to kill these people? Is that? Uh, well, I definitely disavow and and. Uh, <laughs> It's the FBI informant guy or FBI spy Ugh. who's who's watching this show. I just need to get in a headspace where I see something like this and it doesn't make me fly into a murderous rage. Like my immediate, <laughs> you're seriously zero to execution. My immediate reaction here is like, we've got to rid all of our countries of these people. I, you know, I, uh, similar thought, not thoughts of violence because again, I disavow, but I had, Thoughts about those Portland protesters this week where I thought these people are so heavily indoctrinated. I don't know because I generally I think you, you know, you understand that I have a high degree of faith and hope that that most people when confronted with truth and reason and evidence are willing to adjust their perspective. No, when I see stuff like that, it's like these people are unavailable to reason, evidence, truth. There's nothing you could do for them. Your video just filled me with rage because they've they've gone 
so far that it's now a group of young white elitists calling a black cop the n-word i was watching it like i can't even believe what i and then i heard somebody say suck my tranny dick yeah yeah exactly it's not like you're going to be able to reason with these people like you can calm them down like these people right right then she answered reasonably like what is a race and they're like racist dog racist dog what are you supposed to do with people like fucking nazis we proved it yeah Ugh. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't actually kill these people. It just fills me with murderous rage. Right. It's just the thought. It's the thought that counts. I really wanted to talk about this. Uh, So we're going to talk about it at the top of the show before we hop into, uh, before we hop into Cohen, because I think this is infinitely more interesting. Yeah. We, we talk about corporate virtue signaling and, and all this stuff frequently. It's like, you can't tell me that someone in the back the back room of marketing and, and corporate strategy decided that some virtue signal was going to be profitable. So why are they doing this? Someone cares about the political propaganda more than they care about money. Latest example now is Burger King in what is the weirdest and lamest fast food ad I've seen in some time. So if you've ever heard of the so-called pink tax, Burger King is now raising awareness about the pink tax for some reason. <laughs> According to the, so the, the pink tax, if you're unfamiliar, a feminist myth, much like the wage gap, the, the, the figure they cite and Burger King cites specifically, according to the New York city department of uh, consumer affairs, 42% of the time, the female version of a product costs more than men. So for example, shampoo or razors, if I go to the grocery store or the drug store and I buy razors, men's razors, they might be less than women's razors. The problem is they're not an identical product, which we'll get to in a minute. But this ad was filmed in Miami. And the premise here is female customers go into Burger King and they order chicken fries and they get a pink box at a higher price. These chicken fries, Uh, male customers get normal chicken fries in a normal box for less money. Customers are irritated. So, uh, and so uh, Burger King employees ask why the customers aren't irritated at the drugstore when they buy razors or other things that are differently priced. And then the ad calls for the repeal of the pink tax. So let's check out this ad, this one minute spot from Burger King. Introducing chicken fries for a buck 69 and chick fries. It's the same chicken fries you love, but for way more. Cause girls like pink. What? They're $239 extra. Oh. Just because it comes in this cute new box. She's got eyelashes and a bow. I'm not going to pay for that. You're not. No. No. I'm not going to pay extra. I'm sorry. This is exactly the same thing. The same price. Why are you charging me more? I ordered the same thing he did. I'll literally take them out of the box today. Do you not like pink? I don't I don't even want the fries anymore. Would you pay extra for a pink box? Would you pay extra for a pink box? Don't have to get excited about it. Do I look excited? I don't give a about the fact that the box is pink. But when you go into the drugstore and you pay $2 more for your razor blades, do you say something then? No. We need to be able to tell people that I'm paying more, that we're paying more for the same product. And men and women should be paying the same price. It's stupid. It is stupid. At Burger King, we believe everything should be equal. Support the pink tax repeal act. You see that big bearded guy with just with kind of a look of disdain on his face. Like maybe I shouldn't be. (laughs) He didn't say anything, did he? He was just there. He nodded, but unenthusiastically. Uh, And he's like, maybe I could trade up. My girlfriend's kind of fat. Well, she probably eats too many chick fries at Burger King. So at least you can. 
You can take solace in the YouTube rating. I mean, look, look yeah. at how much this is getting slammed. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's, that provides some hope. Oh, God. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you can't see on the screen, currently it sits at about 300 upvotes, over 8,000 down. Jeez. Very bad. And it's getting slammed on Twitter, too. I was having a hilarious time just looking at the tweet that Burger King put out to promote this and reading the responses and the hilarious memes and, and people trying to um, to tempt Wendy's into joining and creating a response, though I don't no. think they did. Wendy's is woke. They know what's up. Which would have been great. Uh, so said the... Uh, there's some corporate commentary from Burger King on this. President of Burger King North North America, Christopher Finazzo, says Burger King restaurants welcome everyone. And we see the pink tax as extremely unfair. We created this experiment with fan favorite chicken fries to demonstrate the effect of the pink tax and how everyone should pay the same for the same products, whether it's pink or not. Okay. Uh, I have some thoughts about the pink tax, unless you want to go first. I don't know if you I mean, to... hasn't this been thoroughly debunked already? Shuan Head made a video about it, which means you know everybody else has already debunked it. <laughs> it's like, we've I, done I would this. I assume, based on the reaction. But you know, if there's somebody out there who's unfamiliar with this, that this is a bullshit myth, just like the wage yeah. gap. So there's every reason to believe that the discrepancies they're talking about are explained by women's choices and preferences, not discrimination on the part of businesses. So there is no reason why you blonde cannot go to the, the grocery store, the drug store and choose a man's razor or yeah, just a Bic or, yeah. or um, you know, whatever cheap ass shampoo you want. At the end of the day, women choose products that have fancy moisturizers and fragrances and they're pretty and they smell good and they're colorful. Women choose those things and they're usually made with more premium ingredients. So they cost a little bit more. Women can choose the cheaper options if they want, but think about what you'd have to suppose. You don't believe me on that. Suppose you think that this is all discrimination. Think about what you'd have to be willing to accept. If you think that all of these manufacturers of razors and other products are discriminating against women, what you're saying is, all of the manufacturers hate women more than they like money. They're all colluding to artificially increase the what price bullshit. of the products. No, it's because women buy stupid crap. I saw that Pole had gabbed today this this water bottle from Goop, which is Gwyneth Paltrow's website, that mm. had a crystal in it, and it was selling for $80, a pink crystal, so that you could like have positive energy or some stupid crap when you're drinking your water. It's like women will buy anything we're retarded. They they say ironically in the video, because women like pink shit. Kinda, yeah. Kinda, yeah. Like that's actually sort of true. You're saying that ironically, but it's actually sort of true. And if you again, if you don't believe me, you think this is some discrimination effort, think about this. If all the razor blade companies colluded to screw women over, all it takes is one of them to say, mm, I'd rather have the money and I'll yeah, sell these razors for the cheaper. Money. Yeah. They would all, all it takes have is to one. be in agreement with one another. Right. It would have to be a mass conspiracy. And between all of them between competitors <laughs> and all of them would say, I hate women more than I like money. No. Nonsense. So it's um, just like my, the wage gap. Everybody, if women were actually cheaper, everybody would just be hiring more women. It's I know there are plenty of women out there who are willing to even buy like not only cheaper hygiene products, but men's products if they're cheaper. There's no yeah, reason you can't use a men's razor if you want to. If they are exactly the same, which I would say they are not. Usually they're not. That's the thing is they're yeah. comparing similar products, but not identical. Mm -hmm. It's like comparing, I don't know, designer clothes to Walmart jeans. Like they're similar in function. 
Right. People don't but, understand market forces. They have to understand that if people will pay a certain amount for something, then it's worth that amount. Yes. Even though it seems insane. Yeah. And but <laughs> women have plenty of choices to avoid this if they want. The, the point is they don't want they don't want that. I, anyway, I could talk about this forever, but point is, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go protest outside of a Burger King, but I will avoid Burger King at all costs, much like Starbucks or any of these other companies. I'm not supporting It's them. the worst fast food. I was talking about this with my husband the other day of all it, the it fast was, foods. It's the worst. It's like it was taco, already, taco, um, bad. it was already low on my list, but I will tell you, I appreciate companies that are more innovative in their advertising strategies, but also straight to the point. Like I like Wendy's because of the Wendy's Pepe. It is one of the rarest, most <laughs> legendary Pepe's of, Pepe's of all time. Yeah. But I also like Arby's not because of their food, not just because of their food. I think their food is comparatively pretty good for fast food, but because their commercials are just like, Arby's, we have meat on sandwiches. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's what I want at a fast food place. Yeah. I, I just want a good sandwich. Yeah, that is all I I don't wanna I want to get a political lecture. <sighs> they have a good spicy chicken sandwich, Wendy's. It's uh for me, I don't I don't I don't uh the Arby's sandwiches are alright. I don't hate them, but it's about the shakes and the curly fries, man. That's where they really shine. The roast beef sandwich isn't bad. It's no yeah, it's, Lions it's, choice. It's, it's a staple, it's been around for like forever, you know. You guys have Lions Choice in Montana? I don't think so. I'm not familiar oh, with that. Maybe it's just a Missouri, like a, a Midwest thing. I really miss it. I haven't had it in years and years. So, uh, you know, I hope, uh, I hope get woke, go broke holds true for Burger King. Yeah. They deserve it. But again, returning to the original question, that's what's strange to me is whoever designed this ad, you, there's no way all the people who made this thought this was going to be a profitable venture. No, it's just virtue signaling. Are the comments still open? I think so. Yeah. I mean, at this point in time, if you don't think that you're going to get totally eviscerated, an alternative media for putting something out like the pink tax. This is so 2016. We've been here before. I couldn't even believe that when I saw this, I was like, is this, did he accidentally just post me something from two years ago? No. Yeah. It's, it's brand new. Yeah. A bunch of people emailed it to me. Thank you guys for doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Okay. So it's time to talk Cohen unless you want to take a break. Oh, you could take a, take a break to avoid Cohen or we could hop into it. It is going to be a little bit of a lengthy segment. We got a few things to look do at. Some, some super chats then. Sure. Got Soul says, hey guys, exciting news. The Spaniards will be experiencing wonderful new, new cuisine after a recent wave of cultural enrichment hit their shores. Did you see that? A bunch of nudists on a beach were like hanging out and then like a migrant boat comes up and like a hundred Africans pop off of it and run through the beach and they're all I like, have not seen this. There's that a hilarious like a clip I would like dude, to watch. Like a fat dude and you can see his naked backside and he's like looking all puzzled at these <laughs> Okay. Uh PS City Con is a gay muzzy terrorist City Con two thousand eighteen. True. Um, Fact check true. Yeah, I I we should get that sounder of him saying that. That's true. Yeah, I, I yeah, I should go find that one. I, I I forgot about it and I'm glad that City Con came back to remind me that it exists. <laughs> yeah. Liberative said, what if Cohen's allegations are a planned strategy to match CNN and their ilk, blow their collective wad and end up with egg <laughs> on their face, egg on their face right. as it resolves? Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they just keep spinning their wheels. There are hundreds of tapes with all of these confirmed whatever. Not, not going to happen. Yeah, they just jump all over. They're so thirsty for this stuff. And it's yeah. so strange to watch these people repeatedly. This is going to be it. We're going to get the president this time for sure. This is going to be the one. And it's never the one. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to win every once in a while. 
or it, you know, people stop trusting you. Like they have to say something true every once in a while, or everybody's just going to yeah. disregard everything they say. Dan Lopez yeah. says, Matt, when are you going to make a hashtag walk away video? That's a good question. I don't know that I understand the movement enough to do it. So I just haven't watched enough walk away videos to really understand what the deal is, but I, I understand. Mean, we it's- were never ingrained leftists. We were more passive leftists that had adopted stupid socialist mentality from college and stuff. Yeah. And my walk away was, you know, more than two years ago at this point, two, two years ago was like when I was walking away, right. You know, when we were at the RNC and, um, you know, I was talking to like abortion on demand, shout your abortion girl and those sorts of things. Yeah. But I, that, I suppose that doesn't mean I couldn't make one now, but I'd have to see more of the videos to really understand the spirit of it. Most of the people that I have seen were like, straight up feminists, things like that, you know, yeah. really hardcore leftists. Um, Big LC just got here and heard Matt say, how blue can a pair of balls get before they burst? Completely context free. <laughs> oh, it's okay, Matt. We'll make yeah. love sometime soon. He's looking forward to it, Big LC. Sounds good. I'll see you there. Um, what does LC stand for? Hmm? I don't know. It's my dad's initials, though. That's got weird. Alessandro Quattaro, watch your video on San Fran. This town has turned into an open air toilet and mental hospital. The bus stations are crawling with druggies and two women were recently murdered at a BART station. I heard about that. It was a sister, two sisters. sisters, I didn't know that. And one of them got her throat slashed. The other one was stabbed multiple times. One of them died. The other one survived. They were like 18 and 20 though. I I fear the entire West Coast is basically a loss. Oh, yeah. Like the entire thing. Portland is, Portland's, after I watched all that stuff, seems every bit as insane as Seattle, San Francisco. And, um, and, and of course, LA, we've seen with, with what's going on with Maxine Waters. And, and we'll see some more footage from Hollywood later tonight. Like these places are not just ideologically entrenched, but if you are not a member of the cult, you're going to get assaulted. Oh, yeah. Basically. Yeah. And then there are all the uh, unpredictable people with mental illness and drug addictions. Like yesterday I was in line at the store at the mini market and there was a guy talking to himself who smelled so bad. Like he hadn't showered in months and he like had a soda and he was just like right like inches behind me just like talking to himself. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to get stabbed in the back right now. Like I am. I'm going to yeah. die. You got to wear body armor to the grocery store. I just want to live in like a normal, just normal place. Uh, soon Ian, enough. I know soon enough. Uh, Ian yeah. O'Beeran says... Was supposed to be a PCS to Japan already, but delayed uh, by whether it's SeaTac for days. Only saw one mm. pile of human poop while walking around downtown. That's pretty good. Yeah. Keep the work, the good work, and I'll support you from Japan. Um, thank you so much. We appreciate it, Ian. Sorry you had to spend some time here. Uh, Steel and Souls 15 Blonde, when can we get your grand debut in a Hillary Clinton moo-moo? People are demanding <laughs> never. You will never see me in a moo-moo unless I'm 80 or older. Uh, did you see that outfit she was wearing? Yeah, I did. And then I saw someone had photoshopped a wheelchair and an IV drip into the photo. And when someone sent it to me, it was such a good shop that I thought, I actually really? had to ask, is this real? <laughs> it looked, it, because the outfit wasn't doctored, just, right, just the, the wheelchair yeah. and the drip. And it looked really believable. Yeah, Hillary Clinton 2020, HC 2020. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Falcon Millennial, Georgia here with that attitude, he was going to win. We use libtards for target practice. Moving targets are more fun. Also, Matt, I forgot to send that email. I've been working on a PT-17 Sturman. Oh, cool. I know. Send me me an email later. Uh, Thank you for that. Falcon Millennial. Eric Austin, anyone notice an SJ agenda slant with Netflix original products? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Their shows have made statements on topics like white privilege um, from Kimmy Schmidt, which is unwatchable. 
Iron Fist to Orange is the New Black, making me want to drop Netflix, by the way. Love your show. Yeah. And then I also heard that they had some cartoon for kids about like tranny superheroes. Yeah, Didn't we talk about there that? There was that. Yeah. There's the drag, drag, super drags, it was called. There's also that degenerate show, that cartoon that was about like, I don't know, just um, like sex education for kids or kids going. Th- I forget what that cartoon is. People will be able to tell me. That's um, probably too loose of a description. And then, of course, there's Michelle Wolf. Oh, yeah. Chelsea been, Handler has her own special. So is Amy. She Schumer. did. Well, she's Chelsea Handler, remember, left Netflix to pursue political opportunities, even though nobody's watching her show. Speaking of which, Chelsea Handler. Uh, we'll have a cameo later in the show related to the destruction of the Trump star. I don't know if you caught that little tidbit, but I'll be no, happy I to didn't. explain. If I, in oh. case I forget to mention it later, the guy who destroyed the Trump star, who we'll hear from, claims he was called personally by Chelsea Handler to say good job. And Chelsea Handler allegedly asked him if he's single because her blonde disease is in full effect. And this guy's 24. She's 43. I think that that, you know, that ship is no. sailed. Um, isn't she 43? Didn't we look it up? I thought she was older than that. We were right, baffled. Keep, keep going. Keep uh, going. Josh Boy says, Corey won one states and he cried tears of rage. Yeah, you're right though. Right on. She's 43. Exactly yeah, we, it's because we looked it up on the show and you were like, that doesn't even seem possible. I thought she was She looks older. Yeah. Yeah. You don't use your eggs, they scramble. Donna Brazil says, Brazil says, fake terrorist receipt guy was quoted saying, it was not about the money. It's about shedding light on an issue I feel very oh, passionately about. Yeah. You manufactured the issue, the mental gymnastics. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that. Um, Eva, I, go ahead, sir. I just hate that so much. Like, he was he was raising awareness about something that's real, though. Oh, yeah, so God. was Mattress Girl. Yeah. Evil Fuzzy 9, on the third draft of my novel, um, think it's a significant improvement over the last one as far as character arcs, but it gets oh, cool. really tedious going through it over and over again. I want to finish it. Um, just knock it out and then go back and edit. Don't be like that guy from Animal House that works on his crappy novel for 15 years. <laughs> I've never, never tried to write anything super long like that. I have no idea what it's like. Neither do I. That must be really hard. Hmm. At about 4,000 words, I'm like, oh, this script is way too long. Hmm. I'm going to edit. That is, that's long for a video for sure. Like 20 minutes. Um, Philbert, 53 Rogers, Booker and the rest really do think they're playing in a 2018 version movie of Valkyrie, don't they? Keep up the good work, both of you. Thank you, Philbert. We appreciate it. Let's do a few more right now and then we'll sure. go to this topic that I don't want to discuss. No, we'll hurry the through it. Yeah. The, the, the imp- Cohen topic, not the super chats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the implications of this baby stuff should terrify normal parents. How much further left does culture have to swing before they can take your son away? from you for raising him as a boy. Yeah, especially thinking about how much it has drastically changed over the last three to five years. Like this tranny thing wasn't even on my radar. Like, yeah, uh, we'll be encouraged because the the YouTube reaction to the baby story is much like the Burger King ad. So very good, very good. Yeah, uh, let's just do two more right now. Vertex, Matt and I once made love at an <laughs> Ocasio. I don't know how to say her name ever. Ocasio-Cortez. 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 Yeah. Um, Ocasio Cortez rally. I seized his means of production. He left marks all over me as we redistributed the wealth into each other's mouths. God. (laughs) Thank you. That's disgusting. Oh, nasty. You guys are gross and creative. John McGee says when Lauren looks at the camera after they got her, curb your enthusiasm theme star song. That's true. I should have edited it in. Right. All right. um, We'll come back. Or Evan Thomas and the rest, Thompson and the rest. Let's do it. Let's okay. 
All right, so so this is uh, this is CNN and NBC's number one story this week. It's it's Michael Cohen. There's kind of two related Michael Cohen pieces here. So first, there's the tape, this tape that um, where where Trump and Cohen discuss paying off um, a Playboy model. This is a very Stormy Daniels esque timeline or or sequence of events allegedly. Except for in this case, we actually have a tape of Michael Cohen and Donald Trump discussing the payment to this playboy model lady so this tape was obtained by cnn recorded by michael cohen um who of course was the president's former lawyer it's sometime before the 2016 election so like fall 2016 this tape is recorded he's discussing with the president how they would buy the rights to a playboy model story about an affair trump allegedly had with her circa 2006 now this was surprising to me i had assumed that this was um this was probably obtained by cnn because of the raid of michael cohen's Sure was uh, apartment or offices in the spring. Yeah, his lawyer guy, Lanny Lanny Davis, is that the name? Uh, yeah, I think so. L- Lanny Davis, Cohen's attorney, gave the tape to CNN. Uh, now, Rudy Giuliani, who is Trump's current lawyer, says that no payment was ever made. And I have not seen evidence of any payment. So it's not even confirmed that this payment ever happened. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say that even if it did, I still don't care. And I think I speak on behalf of much of the base when we say that we all knew what we were getting into when we elected a billionaire playboy. He's banged a lot of hoes, whores, and we were <laughs> fine with it. I'm fine with it. I don't care. Yeah. So what the, the angle they're trying to go with is the same one with the Stormy Daniels case where they're saying, look, if you paid off somebody to hush for political purposes, that amounts to what should be considered a campaign contribution. These things weren't disclosed as campaign expenditures as they should be per federal law. Therefore, Trump committed a campaign finance violation. Therefore, we got him, even though I don't think it's clear that you got him, even if you could demonstrate that it was a campaign finance violation, which is itself a difficult thing to demonstrate. Point is, this they're calling it a scandal, whatever. To me, this non-issue is... As I, as I was saying on Wednesday before the call-in show, I turned on the news that night and it's, it's the number one story on NBC Nightly News. Dun, 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 dun. It's an all dramatic. <laughs> Tonight, we have the scoop on, on Trump and his lawyer fighting over the scandal with the Playboy lady. And it's like, of all the news in the country, you've determined this is the number one story. This was NBC Nightly News' coverage. Isn't there anything um, from Stormy Daniels? Yeah, so this is, this is Wednesday night. Lester Holt and Hallie Jackson on NBC. Tonight, President Trump blasts Michael Cohen, lashing out at his former lawyer after the release of that explosive recording. Which will be what We'll have to pay you. So. Trump and Cohen, weeks before the election, appearing to discuss a hush money payoff to hey, a girl. Playboy model. Is there? I was going to say, not bad. Better than Stormy. The tale of the secret yeah. tape on the tape, Trump. And I, I forgot to mention, but this this affair allegedly happened 2006, so the Stormy Daniels era. You yeah, know, I, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, ten, Everybody. ten plus years ago, twelve years ago. Here's to discuss a payoff to silence a former Playboy right. model who claimed an affair with him. The question tonight: yeah. Does the tape spell new legal jeopardy for the president? Shouts, drawing smirks in the Oval Office, with reporters pushing the president to talk about that tape between him and his former attorney. Did Michael Cohen betray you? Thank you very much. We'll have to. And now it's that exchange raising questions about whether the president broke any laws. Why is this tape significant? The president could face a legal liability if he was trying to influence the election could by covering up the story. If. 
<laughs> Maybe. One we'll day, see. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and then there was CNN's coverage, which this wasn't all of CNN's coverage, but they have this this one, the, I forget what her name is, that reporter on CNN who does these like lighthearted kind of quasi funny stories that are supposed to be sort of soft news pieces instead of like yeah. serious reporting, I, I guess. I don't know. But, but, but it is, it, CNN runs this piece about how, do you see the, the, the most interesting part of the Cohen tape? That part when Trump asked for a Coke. That's what uh, CNN is talking about. Talk about grasping at straws. Have you heard the juiciest part of the Trump Cohen tape? Well, they don't have a Give me legit, a drug, they don't have a legitimate purpose. Incontrovertible evidence of a thirsty president. Give me a drug, living up to his reputation for daily consumption of 12 Diet Cokes, right? You'd be surprised how many commenters tweeted, my favorite part is when he yells, get me a Coke, please. There were comparisons to JFK, my fellow Americans. Now, I, one thing I just noticed, I actually didn't notice this earlier, but I, I think it's worth mentioning. Okay, so. Commenters tweeted. Okay, never mind. It was just the watermark. For a second, I thought that this lady, this tweeter that they were highlighting, actually had a CNN profile picture but oh, she doesn't yeah. it's just the watermark on the video gotcha. but that would have been interesting if they thought if they said some commenters were saying and it's like some cnn staff well, member 10 who, said retweets, who gives a yeah exactly yeah my oh favorite my God, part is when care. he yells get me a coke please there were comparisons to jfk my fellow americans ask not what your country can do for you Ask. Now he has a red button on his Oval Office desk to push when he wants a Coke, but when he was a candidate, he actually had to speak. Give me a Coke, As one commenter noted, things, including hush money, go better with Coke. As one tweet with six likes said, Genie Mose. Give me a Coke, CNN. New York. Yeah, that's real news for you. Real news on CNN. Oh my God. All it was missing was Jim Acosta. Who is watching this? Uh, it's amazing, isn't it? <sighs> now, the, the other part of this Cohen thing, and I'll try to keep it moving since I know we both <laughs> want to get through this story. That's part one. There's, this is this tape thing with the, with the Playboy, the, pay, the paying off of the Playboy model lady. Part two is that Cohen is saying Trump knew about that June 2016 meeting between Don Jr. and Natalia Veselnitskaya, that Russian lawyer. I also it, don't care about that. So Trump previously said that he had no knowledge of this meeting. Remember, Don Jr. was promised dirt on Hillary by email. They had this meeting. Don Jr. had said, I love it if you have it. Yeah. But nothing ever really materialized. Also, I wouldn't care if it had, because how can you possibly say that inventing a dossier just filled with egregious lies and m laundering money to cover it up, the Clinton campaign, is somehow opposition research, but taking a meeting to get you know, presumably some information on Clinton is not also opposition research. Like, I don't, I don't care about any of this. I don't care. Yeah. Well, I, I think you especially, I do think there's a lot of inconsistency there, but I also think for a reason I'll discuss in a minute, it's, you don't have to care about this at all, at least for now. So, um, so CNN is reporting that, that Cohen, uh, Michael Cohen is willing to tell Robert Mueller, special counsel, Robert Mueller, that Trump knew in advance of the 2016 meeting at Trump tower. Uh, and this is the one where Don Jr. met with the Russian lawyer, as I said. Cohen's team has denied being the source of this report, uh, the source of the CNN report. But if you if you look at the New York Times reporting and the Associated Press here, uh, 
where is the there's a there's a particular um quote in here anyway it says uh cohen does not have any evidence such as audio tapes verifying his claims cnn's sources said okay in other words, there is no evidence for this. This is hearsay from CNN, from an anonymous source that might be Cohen himself or Cohen's team. But we don't know. There's no evidence. He, he doesn't have tapes. He also has a massive incentive to deflect right now. Yeah. This is so crazy. They really should stop hyping this stuff up because when it doesn't come through, people notice. I mean, both of these scandals, I think, are incredibly dumb uh as far as the tape thinks the tapes were doctored oh like what do you mean like cut up or something oh i mean as far as the tape there's as i said there's no evidence right now that payment even happened so one you have to show me that payment happened two you have to prove that it was a campaign expenditure three you'd have to convict him on the charge through impeachment i guess you're not going to get impeached for a campaign finance violation. It's not going to happen. So I don't care about that. Um, and as far as the, the the claim that Trump lied about knowing about the Don Jr. meeting, bring bring me evidence. I'll take a look. But I'm not going to just take CNN hearsay Would and really run with that. Would it really change anything if he knew about it to you? Uh, the fact that he lied, I think, would would matter to me. But yeah. I don't even care about that. And I think Don Jr. did testify before Congress saying that. So, And Cohen says he's willing to tell Mueller. So if he did swear under oath to that statement either don jr or cohen would be perjuring uh but but trump wouldn't be no because trump didn't say it under oath i guess but yeah he, so what would happen if I, you could uh i don't think there would be a consequence for trump necessarily that, other than just like he lied and it'd be a, a public a pr consequence but not I'm a just legal maxed consequence, out with this think. outrage it doesn't prove collusion to me also collusion's not a crime um and i don't care so, well, how about this? If you want to see the true depths to which the efforts to get Trump are going, this New York Times headline this week, Mueller examining Trump's tweets in wide-ranging obstruction inquiry. So as though all the straws haven't been grasped enough to get Trump, uh, Mueller is now reportedly looking at Trump's tweets for evidence of obstruction. These are tweets, mind you, that were posted publicly to millions of people and have been publicly available for months or years. If you're digging into these tweets, it's I'm so guessing desperate. you probably don't have that much in the way of obstruction. You're yeah. going to build an obstruction. Maybe the tweets will be secondary evidence in, in some sort of forthcoming obstruction case, but how is a tweet going to substantiate something? Come on. <sighs> I can't wait till the stupid investigation is over. But yeah, no end in sight still. Yeah. Didn't they say it was going to be done by September? That's what the speculation was, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, you want to talk about Trump's star? We can move on to that. That's a little more interesting. I guess so. That is actually pretty interesting. Everybody likes a good old fight. Yeah, and we got fight footage. Mm -hmm. So early Wednesday morning, a vandal took a pickaxe to Trump's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And if that sounds like familiar news, that's because it is. The star was vandalized with spray paint in 2016 and again... So once in early 2016 and again later in 2016 with, uh, with a pickaxe and a sledgehammer, similar act of vandalism. The guy who did it this time, he is 24 years old. His name is Austin Clay, and he was booked on felony van, a, fel a felony vandalism charge after he called the police himself and turned himself in. He was released on $20,000 bail by James Otis, the guy who vandalized the star in 2016 <laughs> i don't know if they're friends or how they connected but you got vandal breaking vandal out of jail or bailing vandal out of jail 
So let's check out the video of him actually doing this. I think it took place something like three in the morning local time. And then he actually spoke with TMZ about why he did it. And that's where the, the Chelsea Handler cameo comes into play. Um, so let's take a look at the footage here. First, this is him actually breaking it. Just pickaxing away at three in the morning. And I guess there were security, like building security personnel around, but they couldn't stop him because they don't have police powers. Like for this public sidewalk or whatever. So that's why he was able to just hammer away at this for a while. I just felt... And then he, he talks to CNN with his girlfriend about how Ooh, virtuous he is for doing that this. sourpuss face. Yeah, it's pretty pointy. <laughs> really passionate because of what happened with the immigrants and stripping children away from their parents. When I think of the stars <laughs> and I think of the people that you look down on when you're going through there, that you should you should feel inspired. Like these are people who, who fought against, uh, who were countercultural, who are visionaries, who are artists, who are really people who pushed us in a positive direction. And I think Donald Trump represents everything that everybody with half a brain and half a heart in this country resents. Robert De Niro left me a voice message. He oh. wanted to say, he wanted to give me a high five. Chelsea, Chelsea Chandler. Handler. Chelsea Handler. Handler. Sorry. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Wait, that's his girlfriend? Yeah. And he's not. Yeah, that's what they say. Really? Chelsea he, Handler? Yeah, he seems pretty gay to me. <laughs> nope, that dude is, is not straight, right? He says he is with this chick. Huh. No, I'm not single. <laughs> I think I did a real, like, um, a real good act. Personally, I don't feel resentful. I feel I feel proud of myself. <laughs> Look at that self-serving smug face. Yeah. A chick I'm was sure just everyone's... thinking of the other dude that she's banging. It's way more masculine than this guy. I guess so. I mean, whatever. He was masculine enough to take out the star. I guess he, you know, he really did some manual labor at least. Okay. Uh. So, um, to some of his claims there, I, I, I thought it was hilarious that he claims that walking down the Hollywood walk of fame is like all these upstanding, morally virtuous people. Like that's a walk of degeneracy. Let's be yeah, honest. Like they've, they've Drug addicts and pedophiles. You mean they've accomplished things in show business. Sure. I'm not saying they haven't, but the idea that they are morally upstanding characters come. I know Bill Cosby was on the walk of fame. I think he's since been removed, but yeah. there it's not just, you know, rapey Bill Cosby. There's plenty of, um, other rapists just just lesser scale degeneracy to go around it is not it is not like you're you're thinking about the best our society has ever cultivated when you're walking down the, the hall of fame and then of course just the claim of, if if it's true i have not seen evidence like i've not been able to see the call or chelsea handler tweeting about this but if chelsea handler did in fact call him and ask if he's single that is hilarious <laughs> i <laughs> she must have just seen a picture of him and not heard him speak I want. I just. I want to hear the voicemail. Like, listen, it's Chelsea. I saw the footage of you breaking the Trump star. I think it was really great. Uh, could you come over for insemination at eight, please? I'm yeah, really. really desperate. It'd be awesome if such a tape existed. Oh man. So that's that. I don't know what sort of penalty he faces for presumed conviction of this crime. I don't know how he would get away with it. He's on tape, and how he admits to doing it. Possibly act like Hollywood is filled with morally upstanding people after this year and i bet this guy would call himself a feminist and i'm sure based on his girlfriend's expression that she would hmm. so he's really going to take that stance in the year of me too i guess i don't know so this ha that happened w early wednesday morning on thursday night singer joy villa 
and Elijah Schaefer from the YouTube channel Slightly Offensive. This was the guy who was just chased away from Maxine Waters LA office. I did a video on it last week. Um, he shows up with his cameraman and his security guy with Joy and they go to the destroyed Trump star and they have Trump outfits on and they brought a Trump cardboard cutout and they're having some kind of pro-Trump, I don't know, speak. They're just standing there and they're praising Trump. They're just speaking on a public sidewalk. Eventually a crowd gathers and some guy who calls himself, I guess the real snake boy one on Instagram (laughs) got hostile with them. I checked. There's currently no profile under that name, but this is what the Washington Post was reporting. So maybe he deleted his account or changed it or something. Anyway, eventually Snake Boy, real Snake Boy, shoves Elijah. Elijah's uh, security guy, Tony, jumps in to break up and or finish the fight. Tony ends up just going ham and is seen uh, bloodied at the end of the footage. Uh, Elijah says he, Joy, and Tony waited at the scene to fill out police reports, including for the theft of his $3,000 camera. Apparently, these people took his camera. Uh, Elijah also says he offered to drop all charges against real Snake Boy. If Snake Boy will discuss the incident with him on YouTube, I have not seen uh, confirmation or or any kind of... uh, Anything to suggest that that will happen. Side note, I, I can't say it'll for sure happen until it actually does happen. But as of now, Elijah and his cameraman, Black Mike, are booked to talk with us next week. Yeah. So that'll be a fun conversation to talk about getting chased out of Maxine Waters land. And of course, what's been going on on the Walk of Fame here at the... Oh, Neo and Realist said he saw Snake Boy 1's Instagram before he made it private. Oh, so maybe he... Yeah, he must have privatized it or he changed it or something. I tried to look it up earlier. I was not able to find it. So this is what the scene looked like uh, at uh, the, the old Hollywood Walk of Fame on Thursday night. And sorry, I have to kind of distort these. It's TMZ and their Nazi copyright policies on YouTube, but we, you know, we do what we can. Is that Joy Villa? Yeah, it's it's Joy Villa. So Joy Villa's on the right there. Elijah's on the left, and they got this Trump cut out, and they're just having a good time praising Trump. Whatever they're doing, I don't know. Okay, then Snake Boy starts leading the chant. On the, yeah, on the center frame there. I didn't say ER, though. I can say nigga if I want to, bro. I know when I talk and use the word I use, I use it. I fuck you. I don't give a fuck. What's up? What you gonna do? We're deep in here. We're deep right here. What you gonna do? We're deep right here. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. We're deep right here. Get out of my face. So here goes Tony, the guy in the ponytail. Tony's just taking on multiple guys at once. Yeah. Watch this kick here. I, I think Tony might actually get in trouble for this one. I don't know. Slow motion. Whack right to the head. And then um, you can see Tony's bloodied here in the background. Who is this Tony character? So Tony is Elijah's security. Based on what they're saying, I guess he's a a former Marine or some type of active duty or military veteran. I don't know. Yeah, he looks like it. And he's but rocking he, an awesome ponytail. Whatever Tony's deal is, he was not afraid and seems like he was able to handle his own against quite a few adversaries, real Snake Boy 1 included. Good. So maybe we'll learn more about Tony on uh, when we speak to Elijah I hope and his cameraman next him. week. That head kick seemed totally justified to me. 
Uh, I mean, I, I bet as a legal matter, it might be kind of a problem, but who knows? I, that's not for me to decide. I, I, I'm not going to, I mean, do, I'm just not going to get myself in trouble. My God. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the, you know, another example of, um, of what happens if you go to these places. I, I've seen no evidence of yeah. Elijah and his team and Joy Villa doing anything but standing there at the Trump, the broken Trump star and just exercising their free speech rights. I, I saw no evidence of them instigating violence or anything like that. And just by virtue of having the wrong politics in, a, in another one of these West Coast urban centers, you will end up in the midst of a brawl. So we'll see what Elijah has to say on it and, uh, when he comes on this week. I'm really excited for that. Uh, they're probably, the people that started this are probably going to say that, you know, but their presence was instigating or some crap. Yeah, of course. Even though, I mean, yeah, it, it's like the, they're all racist except for Joy Villa or something like that. You'll, you'll see uh, real Snake Boy 1, who is in fact not black, he looks Hispanic. The, part of the controversy was him calling the president an N-word. And Joy and Elijah are, sa- are telling him not to do that. And he says, I'll say whatever I want. I'll call him an N-word if I want. Well, huh. I agree. Use the Weird. words that you want, but don't claim other people are racist. Is he, what, he's Mexican? Looks like it, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can say that, man. And Joy Bill is black. She's like, yeah. no. Dude. Yeah, it's not enough cred. Huh. Okay. Before we uh, before we take another break, I we're going to talk about all this like faux news for the first hour of the show. Give me an update on what is real news that people will vote on, myself included, yeah, in the midterms here, because we have some serious economic news to uh, to discuss. Um, okay. The U S economy accelerated to a 4.1% pace of growth in the second quarter. This is the fastest in the last four years and change. So the annualized rate of gains in GDP was just shy of the 4.2% median forecast. And this was in a Bloomberg survey. And if you remember, Trump said that he wanted to go above 4% and (laughs) there was like a CNN article and and several other left-wing articles that were like, Economists say this is impossible, that this yeah. definitely isn't going to happen. They're still trying to spin this. Um, it followed first gro- quarter growth of 2.2% that was revised from 2%. So I the spin at NPR, I wanted to talk about this because as oh, soon sure. as I heard this, I was like, the left doesn't care about this, even though these are tangible benefits. This, this is what people are going to vote vote on. They don't care about the Cohen tapes or who Trump banged or whatever. They don't care about any of this. They're like, it's more money in my pocket. Is the economy doing better? Is it safe for me to have more children? That's how they're thinking about this. Yeah. So I'm like, how is the left going to spin this? So in this fucking NPR article, I was reading this and I got my eye twitch. It says, but most economists say such a strong growth rate is unlikely to last. So that's the real problem here. Yet, at least for the second quarter, the stars have aligned like this just magically happened. (laughs) And as many analysts predicted, which is not true, GDP grew by an annual 4.1%. And then the next line is, most economists caution this is likely to be a one-off growth spurt and not a new sustained trend. So first they were like, that's never going to happen. And then it happened and they're like, this won't last. The stars have aligned to make this happen. This is a one-off thing. Nothing you did made this actually happen. Like it's just, you know, some also, product. Of- the, the subtleties of some claims like this, I would like to know, I, I'm, I guarantee it's just the author's speculation. But when they say most economists caution what do you mean by that yeah did you actually do a survey and find 50 percent plus one or yeah. how did you arrive at most most i know i i don't 
I don't know that they'd have a satisfactory answer for that. Maybe they do. The it's other just outrageous to me. It's like the, the kinds of, it was like the black unemployment rate, uh, you know, how, how people were like during yeah. the state of the union. It's there. The left is not going to be happy with any real gains that help your average American, just like Bill Maher. Like they want to see a recession. They want people to do worse just so they can be right. It's totally sociopathic. It is interesting to watch the lengths they will spin besides just say, oh, good news. Happy to see this. America doing well. That's great. I'd like the country to do well. That's more important than my own personal politics. They don't say that very often. The other piece of criticism that I saw, or not criticism, but caution that analysts or media were talking about in terms of this, this GDP growth was that it is artificially inflated by foreign countries buying up our stuff in preparation for the implementation of the tariffs. So the idea is that all you know, foreign countries saw our tariffs incoming, said, better buy up all their crap while we can, while it's cheaper. And so that gave an artificial bump to, but how would that, I don't understand how that would affect GDP though. I understand how that would affect like sales of things, but how does that GDP, correct me if but I'm wrong. Consumer I'm not a, spending grew 4%. So I failed yeah. to see why that would be affected by GDP tariffs. is just a measure of the stuff you made, right? Gross domestic product. How much stuff uh, did you yeah. produce? And then non-residential business investment climbed, 7.3%. Yeah, so it's not a measure of sales. Like sales would be inflated, but production They're going to look for any reason. I mean, also we, it should we should note that it this was only covered for a very short period of time. And so that they just like covered it, you know, the the amount that they felt was required, which was one news story for each leftist media outlet. They mm. talked about why it's not sustainable and then it fell out of the news so they could talk about the stupid Cohen tapes. Yeah, of course. I I you know, no matter what I don't even care if it is short term and it doesn't last. It's still good news for this country. Just it's good news. It just, it's, you know, it's God. good news for you, for leftists, too. Yeah, it's good news for everybody. It should be non-controversial. It shouldn't be. I'm not saying you can't be cautious, but a cautious optimism is fine. But it doesn't to me, it doesn't read like cautious optimism. It reads like we have to say why this is actually bad or yeah. something like yeah. that. Why it's you unsustainable. Know? It's ridiculous to me. We'll right. see. I mean, as, as he continues to improve the economy, um, they're not going to be able to argue with that forever. Hmm. Let's, uh, before, do we need a break before we talk social media or should we hop yeah, into I mean, that? Yeah, we have tons of super chats. Okay. Um, Evan Thompson. Hey guys, thanks for all that you do. I'm on day seven of an 11 day stretch of work and I'm having a bit of a personal problem that's getting me all messed up. And the show provides me a little escape from all that. Thanks, oh, guys. great. Well, I'm sorry Thank to hear you, that, but I appreciate that. Yeah, I hope I hope everything works out. Thanks for yeah, supporting the show. Yeah, get a break where you can, although I'm sure that that is unnecessary advice. I hope you're already doing that. Um, Notes Behind the Bar says, that Burger King ad accidentally disproves the pink tax because they turned down the more expensive pink box. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like, um, what was that, that actress who did that ad for Huffington Post? But they made this bit on Huffington Post called um, pink labor or something like, are you a business owner trying to save money? Just hire pink labor. Cause it's cheaper. Cause we only work for 77 cents. And it was like, yeah, they would do that. If this was real, like you're proving the point, you idiot. Cool. It's very similar. Uh, he Appreciate also said, it. which means they would do the same thing with other products and, but with their wallets. Yeah. That's what people do. Yeah. Um, Agent Flippy says they just want Lauren to be racist because they want to hate her, but there are no logical reasons to. They didn't ask her if she treats people differently because of their race. Just what is a race? Yeah. It is. The, yeah. The, the, it, these people still believe that, like, if you can assign someone the label racist plausibly, that you win, that there's no need to have argument or reason beyond that. It's just if racist, I win. 
Yeah, that, that that's the way this game that works. hasn't worked in at least two years. Maybe it still works in Australia. I don't know what it's like down there. I mean, maybe. If we have any yeah. Australians watching, let us know if you guys are a little behind the times and being called racist still works. Because in America, at this point in time, we're like... You got me. What else? Yeah, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Uh, Maddington <laughs> says, Burger King itself is a sexist name. Why not call it Burger Gender Neutral Ruler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That I was like a good one. Boogeyman917, regarding the pink tax, these people do not understand basic economics. Thanks for the quality listening material. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Attack Alpaca Blonde, don't forget to pay a 6% tax on your share of this $10 because pink tax. Right. Uh, Blonde already gets paid 77 cents. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, I probably should. Uh, Philip J. Fry, hey, Matt, one of the last two streams, you were upset at Papa John's for cucking to the progressives. You have yeah. to watch Frame Games video on diversity industry. It's a trillion dollar extortion racket. I believe. Huh. I maybe if, yeah, maybe there's an explanation to me about why all these companies cave to this because it's it's not profitable for them. I I'm surprised it's not been profitable for Starbucks. It's weird to see Papa John's follow. It's weird to see Burger King follow. But they keep doing it despite the fact that there's clearly no financial incentive to do so. I would like to see this explained to me because I really don't understand it. Jim Mulligan says, pink tax, you say? Toyota Prius, MSRP, 24K. Chevy Silverado, MSRP, 29K. Hmm. I thank you for that, Jim. They're um, similar products, but not, not identical. identical. <laughs> uh, Maria Jameson is a big donation. Thank you so much. Indeed, women have many ways to avoid the so-called pink tax, include buying stuff made for guys, because let's face it, that smells awesome on us. <laughs> yeah, is I mean, there a patriarchy guard at Target who stops you from buying men's razors yeah i know last time i tried to buy men's razors they stopped me at the cash register and they're like no no you go back for the pink ones yeah pink tax i know um maria jameson thank you very much for that lovely donation we appreciate auto shed tv shameless promotion your cringe videos are abysmal you want to see real despair check out the youtuber frame game radio <laughs> he shines the light on the true power and scope of the diversity industry so the second person we should check this out um send me a link thank you for that dude uh, Fitzberg says, thank you for supporting our sponsors and listening to Beauty and the Beta. We're the largest, fastest growing fascist podcast <laughs> in the nation. But first, a word from our sponsors at Birch Gold. <laughs> yep. Birch Gold. Yes. Uh, Ovid says, or Ovid, Netflix was the only streaming service which refused to host the Red Pill movie by Cassie Che. Oh, I forgot about that. That Yeah, that sucks. That's ridiculous. That movie uh, is not even right-leaning. I mean, she yeah, talks about she being is not. She's, she's not a an ideologue or a fanatic at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, a $200 donation. Thank you so much wow. from Posey and dart 77 Longtime listener. Love you guys. Sunday nights used to be kind of depressing being Monday evening and all, but this show has made me look forward to Sunday nights. Well, thank you. Here. I really thank appreciate you so much it. That's, for that. that's very generous of you. You guys keep the show very alive. Awesome. Um, that's good. True story. I, I, you know, Sunday, I remember when I was in school and Sunday nights, they would just have this, dread hanging over them because it's always like study time panic time that sort of thing yeah oh i gotta go to school tomorrow and face all these people that i hate yeah it's kind of reversed for me now because monday is mostly an off day for me because sunday has become an entirely work day so i usually take it pretty easy on mondays so monday is you know my sleep in and relax kind of day after i get through after i get through this uh it's it's interesting still i it is it is a lot of work to make the show, but I don't consider it work. I still enjoy doing it. I still like look it, forward to it. my Sundays and making it. So yeah. it's a good thing to to hang on to. Um, we'll circle back for the rest. Uh, we still got a lot. So. 
Okay, tell me about um, <laughs> the economy might be doing well. Silicon Valley, particularly social media, not doing particularly well. No, I mean, I did make well. a video about this. Everybody, everybody shameless self-promotion, everybody should check it out. Um, but Twitter and Facebook have just had horrible weeks. So as of two days ago, well, two days ago, I think it was Friday, um, Facebook lost nearly 20%. Their Facebook, Facebook shares, This was, I think it was the biggest loss in Wall Street history. So it wiped out more than $120 billion off of Facebook's market value. Mark Zuckerberg himself, he lost nearly $20 billion. When I sent that to you earlier, I was like, does this article mean million? $20 billion? Yeah. That yeah. he really lost in his personal assets $20 billion. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he really did. Um, the fall also dragged down the tech-rich Nasdaq share index, which closed 1% lower. So it just, it, it really... Ugh. My God, one percent lower for the entire. Yeah, it was it was a huge Wall Street loss. I think the biggest loss in. Holy cow! But it was all accounted for by like Facebook, by or Facebook. were the losses elsewhere? Twitter was a day later, so okay. I presume this is just Facebook. So Facebook's forecast came as the firm faces a backlash over its handling of fake news and user data. So like this, who? And what could they possibly <laughs> mean by that? Um, what? you know, Facebook has had a rough few years because they're i'm it's not even their their incompetence it's just their their smugness and they are clearly censoring people and just lying about it i what was and did selling they think, all your data and selling all your data did they yeah. think that this was never going to to happen they thought they were going to be able to do this forever there were never going to be any financial implications i don't know hmm. So I'm interested in the story about how they want to oust Zuckerberg. I don't think it's yeah. really going to make a difference. I mean, I think they're toast. No, I don't think so at all. Like, it's not like you can bring in someone hip who's like, hey, guys, do you like free speech and not being spied on? Yeah. Then Facebook's the place for you. Like, that's not going to work. Yeah. And uh, I talk about this in my video, but the real reason Facebook is totally boned is because kids think it's lame and they're a regenerative yeah. audience. You can keep getting younger and younger kids, but like, if, if they're putting up party pictures over the weekend, their grandparents can see it and stuff, and they know it's going to ruin their future career prospects. It just kills the whole thing. Like, I remember way back in the day, people were, like, putting pictures of themselves smoking out of bongs and stuff. I mean, it was really <laughs> stupid. Nobody should have ever done that. But, like, yeah. it was the Wild West. You could do whatever you wanted on Facebook. It didn't have the serious implications that it has now, and your parents weren't on it. Yeah. Um, so investment company Trillium Asset Management filed a proposal on Wednesday, last Wednesday, to oust Mark Zuckerberg as chairman of Facebook. The investors want to break up Zuckerberg's role as both chairman and CEO. So the proposal argues that shareholders are unable to check his power given he holds roughly 60% of Facebook's voting shares, which he obviously would as chairman and CEO. Hmm. Um, they see him as a weakness and, and that he's weakening management. And the investors argue that the oversight has contributed to their mishandling of recent controversies, including Cambridge Analytica and the yeah. 2016 election meddling. Yeah, don't think it'll matter at all. Don't care who you put in. Don't think I don't care if you put in Jesus Christ as Facebook CEO. I, I think the writing's on the wall. I'm not saying they're going to die, but I just think that their role as like social media or online king is is probably um, in the it's past. Over. Yeah. Um, and it didn't help that they banned Alex Jones yeah. this week. I don't know. It seems like a really stupid time to be banning high-profile conservatives uh, in light of all this. So he was hit with a month-long suspension for hate speech and bullying. And apparently he's on the brink of having 
all the profiles linked to him and InfoWars removed from Facebook entirely. And it was because of a video clip that shows a man shoving a child on the ground to prevent liberalism or something like that. That's what this, <laughs> that's what this uh, leftist article says. And okay. another video that suggests that Muslim people have conquered Europe, as though that's not uh, totally true. And then another video where he, um, I think he's well, why can't about you Lexation. suggest that? That would be the that would be the broader question. I know. Why can't, why can't I suggest, suggest that? It? Uh, and then I think he was talking about lact lactation or Desmond in another video, and uh, said that they are going that they are going to be uh, child sexual predators, something like that, sexualized. Hmm. Um, and then those same four videos were removed from YouTube this week too, and they so can't live stream for ninety days. Desmond's parents sexualized Desmond, and that's all over Facebook getting shared all the time. Yeah. Alex Jones talks about potential sexualize, sexualization or preying upon children in the future, hypothetically banned. Yeah. yeah like yeah, actual yeah. sexualization of a child is fine to portray. Yeah. And it's also baffling but, that YouTube, I mean, they, these tech firms seem to be in cahoots because YouTube nearly simultaneously stopped him from live streaming and removed the same four videos. Hmm. So unless people are going on a flagging raid, but it doesn't really seem like that's the case. Hmm. Um, let's talk about Twitter, I guess. Yeah, what's going on at Twitter? Twitter stock dropped more than 20% on Friday. 20%. I see an article that said 21%. Yeah. Um, after the company announced the number of monthly active users fell by 1 million. Now, Vice talked about the shadow banning this week, and almost immediately, uh, they didn't redact, but they amended their article saying, oh, well, they, Jack Dorsey has totally fixed all this shadow banning. And Jack Dorsey's defense is that they close all of these fake accounts. But really what they've done, and they blamed Russian bots. They're closing all the Russian bot accounts. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. But really what they've done is tightened up on hate speech, and they're rem removing people that are like you or I. Uh, you or Maybe me. my day has finally come. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't wait. For pretty, pretty much arbitrarily for hate speech and abusive language, which is what I was removed from Facebook on for saying fag. Twitter. Or, Twitter. Twitter, sorry, yeah. for saying fag. Um, by the way, which I was saying to one of our audience members, and we were just engaging in some polite banter. Right. The guy who reported you was not a party to the conversation. Right. He just saw the word fag and was offended. Yeah. Yeah. And they also would not remove my docs that was on. That he docs me yeah, after they don't, that. Yeah, they don't care about that. They don't care about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is obvious that, that Dorsey's just trying to cover his ass, uh, closing fake Russian bot accounts. But the mainstream media is reporting that like i think the wall street journal or something whatever i talked about in my video said like like twitter stock plunges 20 percent after uh russian bot accounts are and fake accounts are closed hmm. it's like what are you people serious and so nobody's gonna believe this what about uh what about the jihadi videos oh Tell yeah about that this is uh, i find this to be hilarious if true this um i think it is true uh, this is from Breitbart, and I think that there are some other sources on this too, but this group, the Counter Extremism Project, uh, did this study, uh, made the discoveries about ISIS videos on YouTube as it produced a research paper to better understand how the organization, this YouTube, uses the video sharing platform to its advantage. So what they found, an estimated 278 potential jihadi-linked accounts uploaded <laughs> 1,348 ISIS videos on YouTube between March and and June of this year. And they concluded that 24% of content remained on YouTube for more than two hours um, after it was posted, allowing other users to record it, which is how, how they do. 
Uh, and it indicates that YouTube is failing to prepare, train, and educate its content moderators about known ISIS videos. So like I get demonetized before my video is even done uploading. Black yeah. Pigeon Speaks had, I think his, his video about uh, women ruining civilizations put in limited state. And there are all these moderators doing all this work and stuff, but they can't get fucking ISIS videos off within two hours. Are you people serious? Yeah. This stream is always demonetized before it even exists. Yeah. It's and, like, you know. What are all these algorithms and extra employees for if you're not doing that? They literally care more about right-wingers than actual terrorists. It seems so. I mean, I guess the th for me, if I look at this and I think, okay, you got 76% of actual terrorist recruitment down in less than two hours. I actually don't think that that's that bad considering how large YouTube is. I, but but the point is, you, you seem awfully prolific at censoring other things. Like if you devoted that level of resources to getting this type of extremist, actual violent uh, content off and recruitment to actual terrorist groups off, you could probably get that down uh, really, really low. I agree. I'm surprised the numbers are actually as good as they are, to be honest. But, oh, and then the article also said this, what I thought was interesting. 83% of terrorists who committed or were charged with ISIS-linked crimes in the U.S. between March 2014 and August 2016 were exposed to ISIS propaganda videos. So hmm. it, it's making, this, this is, you know, how they propagandize people. Yeah. Well, uh, so Silicon Valley uh, continues to uh, stumble over itself, I suppose. But I can't say that I'm sad because I, I want competitors to rise, of course. And I, the more these companies become vulnerable, the happier I get. Because uh, I think that at the end of the day, stuff like this, all these content creators and just people creating media for social media platforms, they will outlast. The platforms themselves will will crumble and, and evolve and something new will emerge and hopefully something better. Yep. Uh, it's about time to. About time for what? No, it's about time that uh, oh. Facebook and Twitter get their comeuppance, gotcha. you know. And and I'm I'm surprised that it happened all at once. Um, but the real problem here isn't these acute. And I talk about this in my video. It's not this acute drop in share prices. It's the perception of social media and how that's changed. People are, are realizing that it's making their lives worse, especially Twitter with the outrage culture. Yeah, it's really negatively affecting people. Well, we are quickly running out of time here, so I'm going to keep moving along. I can we got take a, a hint, okay. We got a handful of stories to get through, and I want to have time for this one. I definitely want to have time for they bees and the hoax hate. So, uh, as we said at the top of the show, CRTV host Ali Stuckey created this parody video in which she pretends to interview Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez using footage excuse me, excuse the Coors, using footage from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's disastrous PBS interview in which she pretended to know things about, you know, Israel and Palestine and then admitted she didn't know anything. And it, just, it was just a bad interview. Yeah, but they, it was they super embarrassing. But they figured they'd have some fun and have Ali Stuckey pretend interview her for a, a brief web video that's fun. People do this all the time. Take a look at the video, or at least a brief cut of the video, and I think to anybody with a sane mind, it is obvious that this is not a real interview. It is one that has been created after the fact for comedic effect. I think that is abundantly clear. It's not even the same background. No, even and I should point out that I've seen this um, exact style of comedy on Colbert. I've seen it on... Conan does it, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen them. I've seen it on... It's like an age-old... Whatever. All right. Let's yeah. So this is the CRTV Ali Stuckey, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez interview, in quotes. 
Alexandria, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Do you have any experience that qualifies you for this job? I was growing up during the, the Clinton era. Um, and then basically when I was in middle school, 9-11 happened. Do you have <laughs> any knowledge whatsoever about how our political system works? Mm. <laughs> Yikes. Does that make you a, a little bit nervous? Put socialism into your own words. Unprecedented concentration of wealth at the very top, tippy top of the 1%. Wow, I'm, I'm kind of surprised to hear you admit that. It, it sounds like what's going on in socialist Venezuela. Mm -hmm. Couldn't that happen here if, if we adopted socialism? It's hard to say what direction that that takes. I am not the expert on geopolitics. Didn't you major in international relations in college? Middle Eastern politics is not exactly what's at my kitchen table every night. Venezuela is oh not in the Middle East. I may not use the right words. <laughs> Why should voters vote for you? You vote. It's, it's democratic. Well, this has been enlightening. Thank you so much for coming on. Okay, nobody God. thinks that's real. No. It's just it's just a laugh bit. It's just a gag. Nobody thought that was real. Anybody on Facebook in particular, this thing circulated widely because people thought it was funny. People got a chuckle out of it. Oh, God. As did I. And leftist Leftists, left-wing media, mainstream media, they're treating this as though it was a fake video that has now been debunked as, as fake. So this is the headline in the Washington Post. After a fake interview of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez went viral, its maker said it was satire. Here's some quotes from the Washington Post piece. But the video did not depict a real interview, despite its caption. Ali grills congressional hopeful and progressive it girl Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on her socialist agenda and knowledge of government, or lack thereof. Instead, it used heavily edited footage of an interview Ocasio-Cortez did with PBS earlier this month, spliced to appear as answers to no! questions read by Stucky. <laughs> Then, it, then they go on and they, and they talk about how Facebook basically needs to be more responsible in regulating this sort of thing. Misinformation is not completely outlawed according to Facebook's community guidelines, an issue that has caused plenty of discussion recently. And neither, of course, is satire. But the, the video appeared to fall into a confusing gap between the two before it was labeled. Facebook's moderators can downrank false information to slow its spread and are able to add a satire categorization in other instances. But the fact that the video traveled so widely before being updated by CRTV as explicitly labeled as satire shows the speed with which information can move across the service before any action is taken. Okay. Oh my and they God. weren't, they weren't the only ones Buzzfeed put out this piece, uh, this piece in Buzzfeed titled, a doctored video of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is spreading on Facebook. Here's some quotes from that. The fake interview took real moments from Ocasio-Cortez's interview with PBS's firing line and edited them to look like she was giving nonsensical responses to basic questions. Some of the video's promotion by the company does not make it clear that the video is satire. It has been shared more than 18,000 times on Facebook, including to pro-Trump and conspiracy theory groups. Now look at some of the comments on the BuzzFeed article. This this made me lose hope. I had some hope in the response to the Burger King video. This makes me lose hope in society generally. Just a few of these comments. 
The only people that would believe this is real are older Gen Xers and baby boomers that can't tell the lighting and audio is off. Seriously, if you're going to fake a video, do better. Okay. The point is that it was, they, they didn't try to make it look believable because it's not supposed to be believable. And the irony of that, this is so meta, is that they believed that this was attempted to be real. Yes. Seems ob seems pretty obviously fake. You'd have to be pretty dumb not to realize that, which is probably why all those conservative morons believe it is true. <laughs> no, that's why they think it's funny, you idiot. One of my friends posted this fake video, just kind of sad that they believe it's true. Stuff like this should be penalized and removed from social media. People won't discern it from fake news and truth uh, discern from fake news and truth and will believe this nonsense last one even if it were a joke which I highly doubt it still comes off like conservatives are so scared of her that they have to make a fake video trying to make her look dumb I oh also my god if you think that she's not dumb you should watch the original interview yes it, it, that one is not satire that one is not parody and uh, I should point out that when CRTV posted this and Ali Stuckey posted this Ocasio-Cortez herself did uh, respond personally to it. Um, I forget what she said. What did she, uh, she says? Republicans are so scared of me that they're faking videos and presenting them as real on Facebook because they can't deal with reality anymore. says Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh my God. <sighs> so dumb. You're all so dumb. Yeah. No and one humorless. You have to outright say that something is a joke. Also, it came from CRTV. They do yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, spoof interview type stuff. Sure. I, this is, I think of all the bits it. Crowder does that are, yeah. that are satirical, parodies, ironic, whatever. You're telling me every post that CRTV is going to have to make on Facebook says, disclaimer, satire, satire, spoof, not serious. Okay. That really helps the humor, by the way. Really makes things funny when it, it's, when the post tells you, it's like Jeb Bush, please clap. Like funny post, please laugh. Serious post, please furrow your brow. I don't know. Oh like, my god! It's this is, Ugh. yeah. It's really concerning. But um, in the interest of time, should we talk about hoax hate and then we'll move on to babies? Uh yeah, sure. Okay, so we we had talked about this story last week out of Toledo, Ohio, where. Apparently, there was an arrest of somebody who actually spray painted N-words, get out, and hail Trump on a house that was up for sale by a black and realtor. a um, backward swastika, or like a really we messed think. up swastika. Yeah. It looks like a backward swastika turned spider. Yeah. It, uh, in any case, um, we knew that there was arrest, uh, charge, uh, arrest and charges filed by the police. I had said that's good enough for me. I'll believe the police have some kind of evidence that they're judging this on. I think it's fair to say you were still a little bit skeptical, you know, considering the fact, considering the possibility that maybe even the police were in on the virtue signal. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was like, absolutely not. Did this happen? And it did. <laughs> so it turns out, let me load up the story here that in fact, there was a neighbor with security footage uh, or surveillance footage, surveillance cameras on his house. And he, Oh, this stupid page. There's too many ads on this page, so it's loading all slowly. Shut up. I don't care about your cars. Okay. Um, so this neighbor has uh, security footage on his house, and he actually got this security footage put in place specifically for this crazy lady uh, because she does crazy things around the neighborhood all the time, apparently. 
Are they always racist? I don't know. I, I haven't seen any confirmation of that. But the other thing this article says is that it was the night before the African-American Pride Week or the Pride African-American Pride Parade in the town. Let me see exactly what it said. Oh, it's somewhere in here. This article is being stupid. Anyway, uh, that would add some context. So one, we have we have the neighbor who had surveillance cameras specifically because of the crazy lady. Police saw her on the surveillance cameras. That's how they charged her and arrested her. And two, it was the night before the African-American Pride Parade. Um, which would give some more context about maybe why she did it. We couldn't figure out, did she just do it because of the African-American realtor? Yeah. yeah. It seemed like a stretch. Well, color me surprised, but every once in a while, we're going to get a true one. Well, that's uh, it's good timing because we do have a true one this week. So Wait. Wait, one. Not a true one. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? It's getting to be that time at night where I confuse things. But yes, we have a legit hoax. Confirmed hoax is what I meant to say. So a lot of people sent me this, uh, this one this week. Thanks to everybody who emailed this and uh, tweeted it to me. Yeah. So a, a few weeks ago, there was a 20-year-old waiter at a Texas steakhouse who posted to Facebook that a customer gave him a zero tip on a bill. I know it's a, there's an image of it in this news story here somewhere. So yeah, there's this bill he got that said, we don't tip terrorist, as you said. I thought it was plural, but it's grammatically incorrect. That too. was the big tell here. We don't tip terrorist, they said allegedly to Khalil Cavell or Cavill, Cavill. Anyway, to Khalil, they these 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 customers allegedly gave him no tip because he's a terrorist on a hundred dollar bill. Khalil posted this to Facebook. He says, "Quote: I share this because I want people to understand that this race." that this racism and this hatred still exists. Although this is nothing new, it is still something that will test your faith. Originally, the restaurant, uh, Saltgrass Steakhouse, said it had banned the customer blamed for the, the receipt in question, the note in question. But now the restaurant's corporate office has said it has learned the story was a hoax. Said Terry Turry, the restaurant company CEO, quote, after further investigation, we have learned that our employee fabricated the entire story the customer has been contacted and invited back to our restaurant to dine on us racism of any form is intolerable and we will always act swiftly should it occur in any of our establishments said uh, khalil i did write it he told he told the local newspaper he admitted to it quote i didn't have an explanation or i don't have an explanation i made a mistake there's no excuse for what i did after sharing his post on facebook khalil had received monetary donations which he has told the newspaper are now being returned. You know what he meant to do is just the comma placement. I thought that he left off an S, but he meant like, we don't tip comma. Uh, commas are very crucial. Yeah. That, that would make a lot more comma. sense. Yes. You do need that comma. That, that would be the key difference. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, prior to the one in Ohio that turned out to be true, I'd been saying a long time, I want to see one that is, Hail Trump and turns out to be legit because I didn't believe that was ever going to be a thing. It turned out that it was. These these receipt ones have happened periodically, and I've not seen one of these turn out to be real. Yeah. Well, it's an easy one to fake. There was another one. uh, I think it was a black waitress maybe a year or so ago, but she she pulled the same stunt of like, I don't tip N-words or whatever. It turned out to be a fake too. 
If somebody's really so, racist, they're just not going to tip you, and then they'll leave. Or I might not. I mean, if I'm that racist, I probably don't want to be served by a black person at the restaurant. I'd probably leave. Yeah. If I'm that racist. <sighs> hmm. Okay. You ready for babies? Whatever, man. So NBC News has been highlighting these parents of they-bees. Again, T-H-E-Y, they, gender-neutral pronoun, they-bees, they-babies. Parents who raise their kids not only gender-neutral, but with no concept of gender until the kids eventually ask as they grow older. So this particular piece, this video piece that's on YouTube from NBC News, profiles Nate and Julie Sharp who have three-year-old twins of unspecified gender named Zyler and Caden. Oh, Jesus. So you try to tell me if these are boys or girls. I was trying to figure it out. Or maybe one boy, one girl. I can't tell. The Sharps are part of some 200... Uh, they're part of a 200-some member Facebook group of parents doing this across the country. So there are at least 20 of these baby parents. Do you know who's a baby parent? Pink. I don't. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Is she part of the Facebook group? Do you know? No, I don't think so. But I heard her talking about this, uh, how she's raising her kids in a gender neutral environment without genders. Ugh. All right. So here's the NBC News piece on babies with Nick and Julie Sharp. Are we a normal family? We have two kids. Order Domino's for dinner sometimes. All right, I'm ready to go. In many ways, we fit the, the kind of normal stereotype. Our kids, Caden and Zyler, are three and a half years old, and we're raising them That's using they, them, their gender-neutral pronouns so that they can decide for themselves uh, when, if, and how they want to identify as a gender. So I think that knowing the sex or the gender of your child is important to other people, partially just because it's part of the social script. They don't notice that they're any different from any other. I'm going to take your role and make fun of appearance here, but the mom looks like Sally Cohn mixed with Rachel Maddow. <laughs> How did this relationship happen? Is this a product of like organic doing it? Uh, I don't know. Or is this like a gay guy and a lesbian that decided that they needed to have an agreement because nobody else wants to bang them? I mean, which guy, which one's the gay guy and which one's the lesbian? I can't even tell. (laughs) You tell me, I can't tell which is the boy and which is the girl child. I think, I I think one's a boy and one's a girl though. Uh, Anyway, here's, here's more children because they have no idea that some children are she and some children are he all right to them they're all children um so like they don't notice any difference and the other kids that they're with don't notice any difference a lot of young girls so you've made your kids weird don't get dirty don't do that that's not safe be careful those kinds of things and then they grow up to think that they're not capable of doing all these things and then the young boys are told oh don't cry you're okay be strong and then they aren't comfortable having emotions, which can cause a lot of problems when they're older. Gender is not something that we have discussed with either of them at all, really. We're as nervous about that as most parents are about, like, how our baby's made. They haven't really asked about it, so we're waiting until that question comes up. I think we're just kind of going to wing it a little bit when we get there. Um, but, you know, telling them that, you know, gender is something that's, that's fluid and, you know, a lot of people have penises identify as being boys, but that, that's not something that is necessary if you feel like you're a girl. There is research that shows when you use gender binaries in our language, when we say good morning boys and girls, or when we just say to our kids, come on girls, or what a smart boy you are using gender to sort and categorize and label kids. We do know that that really? increases gender stereotypes. As a result of raising our kids as babies, I'm hoping that they'll grow up and be supportive of other people and who they are and how they feel and really confident and happy in who they are themselves. What a 
freak show. Oh my God. These weird parents that have gender and sexuality issues of themselves that are probably in a loveless, sexless marriage are just projecting these on children that yeah. do not ask for well, this. Well, and the way she phrased that is troublesome to me in kind of a nuanced way. She's like, I hope my my kids grow up to be accepting and supportive of others. But at this point in your life, it's on you to be supportive of them. And I don't think this is necessarily supportive of them. I don't think this is helping them navigate the world in a sensible way. I don't think you have to impose gender upon your kids. I think most of them actually get it when you explain it to them. What part of Oregon do these weirdos live in? I actually don't know where they live. I don't even know if they live in Oregon. Oh, I just assumed that they live in Oregon. It, it would be a fitting environment for sure. But if you want a little encouragement, Ooh, you got the, it's, it's worse than the Burger King ad. Is it? It's, I thought Burger King was 8,000 down and like, I don't know, something up. Yeah, they might be close. I could do the math. I did the math on this one. It's 99% down, rounded right. up. So, I mean, look, NBC News has seven. 777,000 subscriptions, 40 up on a 777,000 subscription channel is abysmal. I mean, it only has 30,000 views. That itself is abysmal on a channel that size. Those kids are screwed. They're going to revolt and become right-wing Christian conservatives and yes. monogamous heterosexual relationships. Yeah. I don't think, I really don't think that teaching your kids about gender and that academic says like gender stereotypes are bad. I don't think gender stereotypes are bad necessarily. I think no. that it helps the, it helps children understand the world in a sensible way. I don't think it's putting them into a box. It's, it's just a biological reality. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember who was telling me about this. I think it was my sister, but she was talking about how there's like a, a cross cultural, you know, over several decades study where you give a child a pickle, like you give a girl a pickle you give a boy a pickle and consistently the boy will turn the pickle into a sword and the girl will turn it into a baby. It's sure. like we just fall into natural gender roles. Girls always like pink princess stuff. Boys always like to play with trucks. It's just that this is the world that we live in and we should reinforce yeah, these gender I, stereotypes. I don't understand why you can't give your child a sensible view of the world. And if it becomes apparent as they grow, that they don't necessarily fit into what is traditional or stereotypical that you can adjust on the fly there and say, well, listen, if you happen to be an effeminate man or if you're a tomboy or whatever, that's okay. That's fine. But at this point, you're not actually yeah. doing that. You're not accommodating who the child is. You're just confusing them. You're having them go out into a world they don't understand in the way that everybody else does. You're setting them up for frustration and confusion because all the other children are going to understand and operate in the world in the in a way that these kids aren't, aren't. It's and going you can already alienating. tell that these kids come off as weird yeah like like they're already ambiguous in their gender like kids are gonna be like are you a girl or a boy imagine like, this is coming and, and it's like they want their kids to discover gender organically seems to be the i guess is what they're saying but this is why as a parent I don't want my kid, they, they say they fear the birds and the bees conversation, for example. I don't want my kid learning that from his friend in third grade or whatever. Right. I want to take a proactive approach and I want to teach my son or, well, I guess my son. And if it's my daughter, I'll pass it off to, to mom. But if it's my son, I will teach him about the way the world works. And I want to be proactive about that because that's my role as his father. It is not his job. It's not society's job out there for him to just go out and discover what sex is and right. gender and all those things. It's my job as his dad to help him navigate the Can world. Can you imagine if you parented like that? If you're like, I just want my son to, un to learn about heroin organically. <laughs> yeah, I want him to decide for himself. Yeah. Well, the point is he's a child with 
who hasn't developed judgment capacity yet and he needs your guidance. Yeah, but his parents clearly have practiced poor personal judgment. I mean, that soy boy married that bull dyke and they're acting like they're in a normal heterosexual relationship. Like what happened there? Yeah, I would like to see, um, I don't know, one of their first few dates and see how this went down. I like baseball. Like, I like baseball too. (laughs) Oh, God. No way. You listen to Meadow? No way. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we both have the Meadow haircut. Look at that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay, well, we should. Uh, we still got Liberty Doll coming up, so we should close out with Super Chat, and then we'll get right to her. Sure. Uh, we have one from East Patriot. I recently read about a connection between Netflix and George Soros. Not fake news. Oh, somebody email me hmm. that. Um, you know Susan Rice is on the board at Netflix, too? Don't forget that. I know a lot of people were mad about that. Dimwit Production hmm. says the Bart murders have... Uh, the Bart murders have been made a racial issue despite two white guys being killed by blacks that week there. And Hathaway was virtue signaling by berating white people. It was gross and racist. Did you read this? Anne Hathaway. Oh, my God. No, she I have no knowledge of this. Long, rambling post about how we need to recognize our privilege and blah. Fuck. I was so I was like angry tweeting uh, all my siblings about it. Yeah. Ugh, stupid bitch. Um, Robert Lockhart says, Matt, you already made a hashtag walk away video when you responded to that Idaho woman vying for a leadership job at the Democratic Party. Said yeah, her job basically. is to shut down white people and the crowd cheered. That's true. That that was uh, that was kind of when it really cemented for me. I do remember that, yeah. And I actually emailed Sally Boyton Brown and sent her that video. <laughs> and she did respond to me. She no did way. actually respond to me, yeah. What'd she say? Uh, I can't remember exactly. I did invi- I did uh, offer to discuss with her. I, it, didn't, it didn't happen, obviously. I mean, this is a lady who lost to Keith Ellison and Tom Perez for Democratic Party leadership. But that's what she wanted. She wanted white people to shut up and go away. And that's what happened. Although is Tom Perez white? I guess he he mostly is kind of like Hispanic or something. Perez, eh? I don't know about that. Hmm. Um, Jason Take says, sorry, off topic, but curious for your thoughts. If someone wants to kill their baby, at least Hmm. one or mostly most likely both should not spread their DNA. It changed my mind. Uh, uh, if someone if someone wants to kill their child, they shouldn't be having a child anyway. Interesting thing to th- yeah. Like if but someone that's wants to have an ab- to the abortion discussion, because I'm worried about the the baby. The, the yeah, you could have a life away from that parent, even right. if the parent's a degenerate. Yeah, yeah. That having an abortion makes the baby have zero future possibilities, but you Correct. can grow up and have degenerate parents and still live a good life. Yep. Look at Stephen Molyneux. Um. Autumn Doris, and he talks about that all the time. I actually don't know the story. Can oh, he just had explain you know, it. He was like raised quickly? by a single mom, and oh. uh, she was abusive, and uh, it was he just had a, like a really rough, rough childhood, and he's become, hmm. you know, one of the most prolific philosophers of this of this century. Autumn Dorsey says, "Hey, from one of your few female viewers, hey girl, just simple question: If you could have anyone on your show, alive or dead, who would it be, and why? Alive or dead? That may, I mean, alive would be Ann Coulter." But alive yeah, that'd or be up, dead, they'd be up there. Oh, Dan. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd like to talk to a lot of um, founding American figures. I know that's cliche, but Me too. that'd be really interesting because I think they were very philosophically sound. I think they designed the best social structure the world's ever seen. But the, mm-hmm. I, I would always, the thing I would like to talk to them about is I wish I, those people could observe the modern world. Like, I want to show them the guns and be like, so. Second Amendment or not? Like, look at this yeah, sweet rifle. What do you think about it? But yeah, the, the, but maybe the, I'd the want it to be just... something contentious, like maybe Marx. Ah, yeah. Or and then Hitler. there's Christopher Hitchens. 
Yeah. That is a tough question, Little Miss Autumn, but thank you for that. We appreciate it. Um, Linda Quinn says, love your show. Thank you, Linda. We got a few ladies out there. Aaron Thanks. Russo, enjoy my redistribution of some government money. Listening to your show has always <laughs> been a highlight of my week during my time in the Navy nuclear power training pipeline. Cool. Thank you, Aaron. We well, appreciate it. Well, thank you. It. Yeah. Thank you uh, for serving. Redica says, the tapes are such a pearl-clutching moment over nothing and also the hashtag CNN blackmail. I couldn't take anything that broke on the Communist News Network. What? Yeah. Remember the blackmail issue when they... They doxed the, the guy who tweeted out the, oh, the yeah. Trump wrestling meme on CNN and they, and they like threatened anyone who would ever do it again. Or they threatened that guy. They, like he apologized and they said, we have opted not to dox him, but we would if he continued his behavior or whatever yeah. they said. Magic yeah. Sky Fairy 69, a Muslim guy shot up a restaurant in Toronto last Sunday. Yes, he did. Yeah. On his way in, he told a Mr. Singh, don't worry, I won't shoot you and shot only white victims. Media says... Mental illness, though. Yep, that's. How I actually heard almost nothing about that story. To be honest, I remember hearing about it last week, and then I forgot about it until now, which is shows yeah. you how much coverage there's been. It was to be ISIS took credit too. It was like a straight oh, up Muslim that. dude. We probably should have talked about that. Yeah, probably. Sorry, guys. But babies. But babies. <laughs> Damn it! I was going to yeah. say that. Uh, cool dude McGurk says, I can't watch this live tonight because I'm in the hospitals. My wife is in labor. Congratulations! Oh, well, congrats! Yeah. Three cheers for white babies. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, dude. I Redica agree. says, Shut up, Dave, you racist. Redica says, Damn, Keep that going. soy boy's girlfriend looks like she's a beard for that closet act. She's just waiting to get the D in the next room porn scene with him tied up at the corner. <laughs> you read my mind. Uh, Maddington, the leftist loons are destroying Trump's Hollywood star with a pickaxe while Trump is destroying Obama's legacy with a pen. The pen <laughs> is mightier than the axe, I presume. That's sure. true. Thank you, Maddington. The Ram says, Matt and I once made love in a pasta shop. We argued for a while afterwards, but couldn't agree on who had the better noodle. I don't give a fuck. Thank you. No, Beta. <laughs> Actually, I should have picked him for anybody to come on the show. Oh, my God. I know. Please He's harass him. He didn't ever answer my email, and I just love his channel so much. That's Nobita finding love in Japan. Please come on our show. Please come on our yeah. show. Uh, Jacob Cantrell, Rebecca, give me your thoughts on the Missouri race to oust McCaskill. Is Hallie our guy? I heard he's against the wall. I don't know. I haven't been following at all. McCaskill's a fucking nutcase. I don't know much about the race. I actually, I know Austin Peterson was in it. Did he eventually lose? I'm, I'm behind yeah, on what's going know, on in that race. I'm up to speed on Montana. As soon as course, I left but... Missouri, I was like, oh, I don't have to know anything about this state anymore. Yeah. Uh, John McGee, Kevin Spacey's star is literally right next to Trump's no joke. Also with a felony, this genius can't vote against Trump in 2020. Oh, yeah. Although I oh, yeah, good call. Good. He, he, he got a felony? Or he's going he's to? He's been charged with a felony, and but, I assume he will be found guilty. He admitted to doing it, and it's on tape. That's true. Who was videotaping yeah. I don't know. It was it was um, published by TMZ on YouTube, so they got a hold of it. Magster Bear, Matt, you are so unbelievably cute. I'm a married woman, but it must be said. Also, Blonde, you look fantabulous, as always. You got some fans there, Matt. Look, he's well, blushing a little bit. Look at well, that. thank you. I appreciate Aww, it. That's sweet. Thank you. Dangerous spaces. So those people called Lauren racist for defining race by skin color. These types of people also use the term people of color when talking about race. Of course. Race. Of course. I swear not all Aussies are that stupid. Oh, yeah. I forgot that Dangerous Spaces uh, is, is an Aussie. He is, yeah. Josh McDonald. Blonde and I once kicked a leftist in the head. They gave us a pass because his brains were in his ass. Matt just shook his head and said, geez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Neo-unrealist. 
Matt, did you see Lauren Southern disprove the no-go zones don't exist myth? She went to do man-on-street interviews in a Muslim area, and an Australian cop said if she went there, she'd be arrested. Yes, I did see that. I actually missed that. Um, she's trying to go like walk past a mosque and he's like, you can't do that. And she's like, is it illegal? He's like, no, you can't do that. But you were going to commit a crime. You're going to commit. You're going to breach the peace if you if you go there. And he's like, you can't. You can't go. Your mere presence is a breach of peace. Yep. That's, that's okay. what he was saying. Yeah. Jeff Phelps, I think Ben Shapiro should start his own YouTube channel and call it can't say that. Should read these through. <laughs> read these through before I start Jeez. reading them. Gee. Right, next. Dan says, hey, Mark, don't worry. Everything will be just fine. Call me and we can do a collab. All my best, Tom at MySpace. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I get you. Redica says, I have to disagree with the controversy narrative on the Facebook story. I don't think that they're facing a slowing of new accounts. And they said they were going to be less profitable in the next two years. Yeah, but this is such a huge dip. I mean, this is not yeah. even a slow decline. It's not I, like they lost 1%. It's like they lost a fifth of their wealth. I don't think they're going out of business. I don't think they're going to be gone tomorrow. I just don't see Facebook going on the uptick again, well, but maybe I'll be wrong. didn't fall off overnight. It's going to take a while. This is a yeah. good first step. Um, thank you for that. Rainier Chen missed last week's show. Here's two weeks quota after one tape. Ooh, we thanks. all know Trump loves, ca- loves Coke. Maybe yeah. when all the tapes are released, we can know the president's full diet. I certainly hope so, because it keeps me up at night knowing what he eats. You know? I know. Uh, Frank sure. Underwood, Matt, it's profitable for big business to do diversity shenanigans because they get permits from local government, don't get bothered by labor unions, and won't get sued into bankruptcy by minority advocacy groups. I don't know if people really give a shit. It doesn't stop yeah. people from doing stuff like that. But, but the end, at the end of the and there might be some benefits like that, but at the end of the day, it's not leading to increased returns for investors and that's yeah. what that's what really matters yeah, you know that's true. the bottom line um i'm not saying there aren't any perceived benefits but i'm just not persuaded that would be enough that, incentive that for them the to cost. do this rationally yeah. yeah maddington says matt and i once made love and we were waiting for the economic news i saw him get 4.1 percent growth and i then asked <laughs> matt what magic wand do you have if you know what i mean we do know what you mean thank yeah, you for that, that. Was, that was a good one thank you Fucking gross. Uh, Frank Underwood, also check out the perplexing case of Starbucks Part 1, 2, and 3 with Frame Games and JF ah. live streams. Oh, sure. Um, Evan says, Michael Knoll says that Ali's video of Ocasio was the media's way to cover up the fact that their new media darling is a moron. Ali's video is what the media will use to cover up for original. I, mm. I just, it is incredible to me that people didn't know. When I, when I first heard that, that people were not taking this seriously or were, were not taking it as satire, I thought that maybe they were just misrepresenting it. I'm like, they can't possibly be that stupid, right? I don't know. I The reason it was going viral on Facebook is not because people took it seriously. It's because right. they thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, but and whatever. the dumb woman herself took it seriously. So uh, Redica says, yeah. Prada regularly does bits on leaked tapes and uses the David uh, Doa scream when Asians come up and dumpster fire. So how is Ducky's video not a joke? He also says, you are a stereotype, a soy boy with a dyke beard. These people will destroy these kids and will make them the weird kids that get bullied till they shoot up a high school. I mean, yeah, like even in Portland, I don't possibly see how these kids aren't going to be the weird outcasts. I don't know. Maybe they'll fit right in Portland. Not if the YouTube ratings are any indicator. They're screwed. <laughs> Maybe. Slosher, having gender neutral kids is like having a vegan cat. It's pretty obvious who's responsible for the lifestyle choice. I'm with you. Hmm. Redicus says men will always be the centuries on the wall. They will always be the more aggressive of the sexes. The role of parents is to guide their kids and show them the shape of the world. That's true. It's, yeah. you know, you've got to treat your kids differently. You have to teach a girl how to control 
you know, the female aspects of her personality and you have to teach a boy how to control the yeah. more aggressive. I mean, you're an anchor and a guide, you yeah. know, you want to be a stable base for that child to go out into the world. And you want to give them enough information such that the world is sensible and navigable for them. For them. Exactly. I think it's such yeah. a disservice to let them oh, just go outside and discover it for <laughs> yeah. yourself. Some of that is necessary, especially as a child grows older. A little you bit, but like you want to expose but... them to that you know, in small, in small parts. That's why parents need to let their kids go out with kids their age and like play in the neighborhood and things yeah, like ride that. Your bikes around, ride your bikes but, around. But yeah. fundamentally it is your job as a father or a mother to, to help that child make sense of the world. Exactly. That, that's, like how much of your, your childhood job. was defined by the social aspect of play? A lot. Yeah, of course. A lot. Me too. But like, they're not going to have that if they're the weird kids because of their idiot hippie parents or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Odd Bizarria says being surrounded with every conceivable kind of revolt from infancy, Gabriel had to revolt into something. So we revolted into the only thing left sanity. And that's GK Chesterson, the man who was Thursday. And then last one is from little Wang. And it says, I love refugees. I love refugees. I love refugees. <laughs> I love Muslims. I love refugees. If only she was frothing and like dripping. And then her wig falls off and she's drooling. Yeah. God, uh, if only, unfortunately, that soundbite is kind of noisy with all the crowd. It'd be nice to have that a little more isolated. I can't really use it. but Oh, geez. Okay. Well, we will uh, we'll call it there. We'll get to the uh, Liberty Doll interview coming up next. Thank you, as always, to our live viewers and our live chatters. Hanging out, shitposting away, keeping us uh, informed on the facts when we stray from them and try to maintain some sincerity when we lose track of them. If you're listening on YouTube later or in an audio platform on demand later, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, if you can't get enough of this show, and let's be honest, who can't? There is more material, including the Wednesday Night Call-In Show, uh, other interviews you might not have been able to find on YouTube or elsewhere. Uh, those are all on the audio platform, so check them out. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, they're all linked conveniently in the description for you. And you can always email us, that's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday, because if it's so uh, Sunday, sorry Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press, it's Beauty and the Beta. Liberty Doll coming up next. Stay tuned for Gun Talk. Everyone loves Gun Talk. Oh, she yeah. knows a lot. Have a good Bye, night, guys. everybody. Welcome back. We are pleased to host our guest for the evening, returning guest. I just looked and it's been actually about a year since we spoke to you last. It's been a year already. It seems like it wasn't that long, but we should have had you back sooner. Liberty Doll, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I was looking at your channel and it looks like you've had a pretty good year, actually. Your, your channel has grown quite nicely since we yeah. last spoke. I even, uh, I actually even had a, um, a TV producer 
contact me. But oh. I, I ended up turning it down. But that That's, was pretty cool. <laughs> for a job, you mean? Saying you want to come work at our TV station or something? Um, they wanted me to do uh, a whole season of gun videos for them, actually, to air oh. on their channel. But, uh, well, it they wanted to give me only a month to do it, first of all. And Ooh. it would have been tons of work and it wouldn't have been paid uh and... not paid what no <laughs> you're supposed to do it for free yes well, yeah why no would deal. you no I deal no i was gonna say ain't nobody got no time for that yeah <laughs> I, I don't know Who do the, they think the they're talking to was kind of sketchy and i had i actually magically got this big media lawyer in boston to look at it and hmm. she told me to run away run far <laughs> far away and never return Hmm. basically i guess uh i don't know it would have given them rights to my name and face oh my something. god yeah. <laughs> so, it was it was sketchy so i ended up not doing that but it That's was kind of cool that someone asked yeah these things always seem like good opportunities <laughs> and then you look into it and you're like i just want to work for myself i just want to <laughs> do yeah. my own content Mm-hmm. basically <laughs> So I was watching some of your most recent stuff and I wanted to take a look at this case, but I just haven't had time. Mm -hmm. But this, all the legal implications of what's going on with 3D printed guns, yeah, I yeah. find fascinating because as a big First Amendment person, free speech implications to this case, but also Second Amendment implications. Mm -hmm. uh, explain, I, I know you covered one case in particular that was pretty high profile. If you can explain what the facts of this case are, what the what the court decided. I think this stuff's really fascinating. People should know about it. Okay. So basically, uh, most people might have heard of Cody Wilson, and if not Cody Wilson, then at least Defense Distributed. Cody Wilson is the guy that in, I think it was, oh, was it 2015? No, it was 2012. Uh, he had been all over the techie news media for maybe like a year at that point talking about how he wanted to make 3d printed guns to overthrow gun control forever and he was labeled one of the most dangerous people in the world because of it and all this crazy stuff and then he actually made a 3d printed gun he made the liberator at the time it was a single shot 380 um you could sometimes get two or three shots through it and then it would melt basically <laughs> so it's not like it was all that dangerous but he put up plans for it online it was downloaded a hundred thousand times in just two days all over the world and then the government swooped in and said well you can't do that sir but less polite <laughs> yeah and uh they made him basically cease and desist and take everything down and um they said that he had violated international um munitions export agreements and ITAR and they were like okay well we'll just like look through the information and then let you know if it's okay for you to put this online except they mm. never got back to him so he joined up with the second amendment foundation and sued them saying that it was a violation of his first amendment rights because the files were just computer code and computer code is a form of expression did he ever and, sell the guns or was it just the plans? And he wasn't so even he, selling the plans. He was just distributing them. Right. Or, or am so I misunderstanding? He was just ho hosting the plans online and that was it. He wasn't selling just them. Just in forums? Um, he had them up on his website and they were hosted. 
Uh, originally on um, Kim.com's mega service, and then they shifted over to the Pirate Bay. I believe it was something where you like clicked on their website and it took you to like Pirate Bay or whatever. Um, but he only had the plans. I mean, he could have sold the guns because he did at that point actually have an FFL. The ATF knew mm. flat out what he was doing and gave him an FFL. It took them six months, but they gave it to him. So <laughs> I suppose they probably would have to, though, unless he has like some criminal background that would ban him. I mean, it, right. like if you apply, I don't know how the process works, but if you apply for an FFL, and you're not a criminal, they have to give you one, right? Or do they? is there some discretion on the part of the ATF or whoever? Well, I'm not this? really sure. I know that sometimes they'll do inspections and things like that, but mm. really my viewpoint is the go- it's, it's the government. They'll kind of do whatever the hell they want. Sure. Yeah. And, and make up some reason as to why they did that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he sued the government. And as of, I think, two weeks ago now, he actually won. But I say won in that the State Department basically dropped the case. Huh. Um, lawyers and judges looking at it said that based on past case law and the fact that there wasn't a single judge in the circuit courts that said, oh, yes, she'll absolutely win. That's why they dropped the case, because they thought that they couldn't win. Um, There's new information that came out that there's some document somewhere that has this really ambiguous definition of things that are exempt from these trade laws. And now some people are saying that it was actually based on that. But it's No one really knows why the government made the decision that they did. But in the end, they did acknowledge that all semi-automatic firearms all the way up to 50 caliber and rifles like AR-15s are not strictly military use. Hmm, So technically, someone somewhere could use this agreement to try and attack states that have assault weapons bans. Theoretically. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Mm. And so obviously I think, um, I, I don't know the grounds on which this case was dropped or what, I, I guess I'm unclear about, did they drop it for first amendment reasons, second amendment reasons? What were the grounds on which they were nervous about? But that's not super important. Um, what, what I think what's most interesting here, at least as I've been reading is I've seen a lot of media portrayals, like you described calling this guy dangerous, a threat to society, mm. whatever. And curiously, uh, a lot of the reaction I've seen on the left and elsewhere is basically a call for more bans. We got to get more control of 3D printers. We got to ban more things because people are going to be able to make guns easier. But to me, it's like the sensible reaction is the exact opposite. It's going to get easier and easier for people to make their own weapons, criminals, people with bad intent. All the more reason you don't want to keep adding burdens on a law-abiding citizen's ability to arm himself and defend himself. It's so strange that you see the same facts, and I think, I need more guns because there's going to be crazies (laughs) with 3D-printed guns. And their reaction is, no, you got to ban all the the guns and all the 3D printers, as though I don't know how they plan to achieve that, but I don't know if you have thoughts on that. You think you can ban your way out of the 3D-printed guns? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, So right now, a... The printers that you would need to actually make these parts successfully and have them 
not blow up in your face. Really, mm. these printers are still pretty expensive. Um, I've had someone argue with me that, oh, but you can get like a $150, $250 printer off eBay and make the parts. And yeah, you could, but you're probably going to blow your own face off or your hand off when you try to fire this thing. Yeah. So uh, the equipment needed to make it is still really expensive. And Cody Wilson himself even says like, hey, you know, even if you're using our plans, these things are finicky you could still get a dud when you yeah. print it out. So, I mean, are criminals going to be rushing right now to get 3D printers to make untraceable guns? Hell no. Especially when you can go into the street corner of any major city and probably pick up something with the serial number filed off for like 400 bucks. Yeah, it they can use more than sense. once. So in the interim, <laughs> the technology hasn't gotten any better? It has gotten a little bit, um, but not a lot. Like there are the... Uh, printers that use metal now, for example, mm. uh, Cody Wilson also has started a product called the Ghost Gunner, which is a computer-controlled milling machine that you hook up to your printer and or your computer, and it will actually mill out a chunk of metal to make an AR lo lower, mm -hmm. which is, I don't know, a, a lot better than a plastic gun that kind of looks like a Windex bottle. And will you know withhold up. <laughs> theoretically withhold a few rounds through it right, I, would, right. I would assume uh so so this gun that he made is a 380 for people who aren't familiar it's a pretty small caliber right. round to be shooting did i hear correctly maybe i misheard in your video did you say that there were three 3d printed 50 cals or was that um, me mishearing well so i don't know if there is specifically a 50 cal printed yet but the agreement was that he could release plans for any consumer gun up to 50 mm. caliber. And in the interim, like he has worked on like nine millimeters. He's worked on AR lowers. Yeah. Um, so if I mean, there's, there's a YouTube of video of someone there. shooting a 3d printed 50 cal, I want a 3d printed desert <laughs> Eagle. How insane. about that? I want to see it. I want to watch it. <laughs> uh, I had, um, as I was telling you before we went live, pretty much all my questions are on guns. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a gun talking. Time, I usually but... end up like pretty much only on gun podcasts. So that's OK. That, <laughs> that's a good that's a good segue, because one thing I wanted to ask you about for sure is so I'm I'm someone who has been my interest in guns has has gone up a lot over the last year. I've, I've had them, but I, as more and more people seem to want to take them away, I've taken it upon myself to become more proficient with them and learn okay, more about I them. I wonder why. I know. Yes. <laughs> And one of my favorite guys to watch, whenever I'm considering buying a firearm or some, I want to learn about one, I watch Hickok 45 shoot oh. them because he's the most fun to shoot them. And I yeah. saw, at least you mentioned, I think in your Q&A or somewhere, that you were on a show with Hickok. How do I find this? Where do I listen to it? So, okay. So it was uh, a interview podcast thing that I did with Hickok and son. So I did it with his son. And oh. son has well, a screw website. It then. I don't care. <laughs> um, I I don't know. It's usually something that goes up on YouTube, but for some reason he couldn't get his Google Hangouts or whatever to mm. work. Ah. Time. So he actually did it over the phone, and it was audio only. And I don't know if it ever got posted. Oh bummer! 
<laughs> I was so excited because if people dreams are dash. If, if people aren't familiar and blonde, you know, when I was yeah. when I was looking for a carry piece, I was sending you videos because I I said just watch this old man shoot and he just chuckles and he shoots oh, you know awesome. all his gongs yeah. all in his cool backyard and his and his two liter soda bottles and all that. It's um if you're not familiar with Hickok, people should check it out. It, and his channel's still up and running, right? Yes. Cool. Yes. Um, all of my early gun education because I grew up in Massachusetts. My family hates guns. Everyone here hates guns. My entire early firearms education was from Hickok 45 and Iraq veteran 8888. Yes. Like, bo both quality channels, both, <laughs> both of whom I'm subscribed to. Um, so how, one thing I wanted to ask you about too, is how, how do we, how do we get women more interested in guns? Do you think? I think, um, one of the things I've been trying to do is, is, take friends who are skeptical about guns out shooting for a day and just familiarize them with mm -hmm. different weapons and things. And that usually gives someone a, be uh, a more informed perspective. It might not change right. their mind, but it gives them some new perspective. It seems like a lot of, I don't want to be sexist, but it seems like women. <laughs> it's okay. My... I don't think any of us care. <laughs> well, I know, I know blonde will be more sexist than me. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like a lot of the, the, really harsh resistance I hear like the ban all guns type stuff is from women mm -hmm. and it's sort of puzzling because it's like if if you're someone who's vulnerable to an attacker like a big male attacker you want the great equalizer right like women right. of all people should, should I think should be arming themselves more than men to be honest but absolutely it seems like there's some kind of barrier and I don't really know how to get around that in a lot of cases well so I've actually done the same thing where I've, I've taken people shooting that were skeptical and I, I have one of two reactions. Either they're like, oh, wow, this is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. I want to do this more. Or they literally start crying and have to leave <laughs> because, oh, I didn't realize it would be so loud. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that was pretty nuts. <laughs> that was years ago and I still laugh about it. But <laughs> I think... I think a big part of it has to do right now, at least with the psychology of risk. Hmm. So right now things are, are painted as, okay, well, if people have guns, then people are going to die, but it's not just people that are going to die. It's children yeah. that are going to die. Yeah. And people in general typically base their decision-making on emotion rather than logic women tend to be more emotional than men. It is a psychological fact. We even process emotion faster and with more nuance than men do typically. Um, and then you add children to the mix and our whole perception of risk changes when children are involved. Mm. The rarest thing in the world, if it involves the children, then it is our, our number one priority of you know, trying to, to protect the kids against whatever risk. Um, like, for example, the Washington Post um, a few months ago posted this risk assessment that actually found that the chance of any school child getting shot and killed at school in a school shooting during the school day on any given school day since like 1992 or something is actually one in 614 million i believe wow. it was okay which is i mean you you actually literally have a better chance of winning the mega millions powerball 
than you do of your kid actually dying in school. You're more likely that your kid will die in a weird bicycle accident or be killed by a sports injury or con contract some really weird and funky disease than actually yeah. having them die in a school shooting. Well, I guess, I guess it's that they think this can be some never occurrence, you know? I, I guess that's the great thing to which they aspire that I just don't think is possible. Like, it, it's exceptionally rare, just like the the prospect of somebody coming to invade my home with malintent mm -hmm. is is very low. But that's the point is like in the off chance that happens, right. I want to be prepared to uh, prepared to defend myself and my property. Mm -hmm. And I think the same applies to schools. I, I, I don't know. I, but I, maybe that's the way to do it, to be like, well, you know, it's your responsibility to protect your children in the event that there's a home invasion. I, I think that telling them right. that it's unlikely, women don't respond well to risk assessment. They're, they're still right. going to process things emotionally. So mm -hmm. if you can bypass that emotional thinking with other emotional thinking, maybe right. that's the way to go. It's and like then, that mom, sorry, go ahead. Especially like, you know, you are responsible for the safety of your child and then you send your child to school. Well, you're no longer in control of your child right, anymore right. while they're at school. Mm. You're relying on somebody else, which also kicks up the emotional responses. That's true. Did you hear that case of that mom in Texas who was getting gas and she had two, a two-year-old yes. and a four-year-old straight shot the guy in the face? Oh, yeah. And he <laughs> lived? Too. Yeah. Yeah. I bet my his goodness. face is jacked up. Do you know Probably. what kind of gun she used? I, I, my understanding was a handgun of some sort, but I don't know. Shot in the face with a handgun. How did that guy live? Maybe if it hit him in the mouth or, you know, I mean, some people get shot, you know, in the brain, basically it survived. Yeah. I've definitely like met people that have been shot in the face and lived. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's that. Remember that I one used to lady work with gang members. So, wow. <laughs> remember there was a, there was a lady, I, f I forget what show she was on. One of the daytime talk shows like Mari or something. Or maybe it was a man. I, I don't know. The point is this person didn't have a face because he or she was shot with a shotgun in the face and it got a face transplant. This is a thing you can look up. Yes, I think it was a suicide attempt with a shotgun. Oh, maybe that's oh. what it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's rough. That's real rough. Yeah. It's like, that can't be the best way, man. Jeez. And and the face transplant was pretty rough. Uh, it, it was you know, successful, all things considered. You think like, wow, that, <laughs> that looks pretty messy. But then you realize like the alternative is not having a face. This person right, like right. did not have a face. Also, he was blinded by it. And so I really wonder if it was the best use of somebody's dead face. It's like, shouldn't you give it to somebody that has eyesight and has to look at their own reflection every day? Wow, this turned into <laughs> big So how are we going to convince women about guns again? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, really. Um, I I I uh, was listening to your Q and A, and you were talking about um, moving out of Massachusetts, but you said you're going to stay there for a while. What's it going to take to get you to join the uh, Western Mountain State Liberty Squad? Blonde's moving well, to Idaho. I'm in Montana. Idaho, Montana, Wyoming. That's where it's at. Yep. Well, believe it or not, so I was on a five year plan, but I am now on a two year plan mm -hmm. um, because Massachusetts just. Well, they didn't even necessarily pass the law. Uh, Governor, Republican Governor Charlie Baker just randomly decided one day, oh, you know, well, I don't really want lower state taxes to go on the ballot. So I'm just going to hike up the minimum wage to $15. Oh, jeez, ah. Yeah. You're going to so have a bunch happened. of homeless soon. Oh, there's already a bunch of homeless here. And How can ugh. they even make it out there? It gets so cold. Um, a lot of booze. 
And uh, a lot of them will go to prison for the winter. So oh. they don't have to be outside. That's a popular That's a strategy. One. Okay. okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I know that the library, the big library building in, in Boston has these external heaters that they'll like camp next to. Yeah. Oh. I used to work with homeless people too. So oh. I, I know all the tricks. <laughs> so if you, if you are actually getting out, do you have a, do you have a place in mind that you want to go or? South Carolina. Ah, so you, you want to stay in the east and go like warm or something, basically. Yeah, I figure if I'm going to move like 14 hours away, I want it to be someplace warmer. Hmm. <laughs> and really how I landed on South Carolina is I've been thinking about it for a few years, at least like four or five years ago. If you Googled lowest cost of living with highest quality of life, South Carolina was in the top five. Yeah. And... Um, I actually, since I was last on your show, I opened my own mental health practice. Oh, wow. All by myself. So yeah, people are like, oh, why don't you upload more? Because I am taking care of mentally ill people. <laughs> hmm. uh, but my license is transferable to South Carolina without me oh, having nice. to do extras except for, you know, pay a bunch of money. <laughs> ah, yeah. So they take my license, they're cheap, and they have palm trees. That's, oh, do yeah. they in South Carolina? I guess I they wouldn't have predicted do. that. They do. I would have thought that's more of like a Florida thing, but... No. Hmm. And when I first was looking at South Carolina, they were actually also working on constitutional carry. Um, Nikki Haley was the governor at that point. She's obviously not anymore, but it's still a popular state for trying to pass through constitutional carry. So. Yeah, we don't even have that. They have that in Idaho. So, Blonde, you can just get a gun and carry it in your pants all you want. You don't have to yep. tell anyone about it. <laughs> we don't We don't have that. Although in Montana, I, I really didn't have too much of an issue with the problem. I had to take about a three-hour course, which I expected was to, to be about like gun safety. It was actually, it was actually really helpful to me because it was more about legal use of force yeah. mm -hmm. and yep. my understanding prior was like if someone's in your home with malintent it's basically fair game but that is not true at all at least in montana it varies it varies by state but have to attack you, you basically have to the only way you can use lethal force or basically force that would constitute a felony were it unprovoked is if you are having felony force thrown upon you or basically you have reason to believe yep. that it's imminent. That's mm -hmm. bullshit because the breaking in is the imminent threat. Um, no. And there's, there's been cases, there was a high profile case in Montana where there was like a college, um, exchange student German guy who broke into somebody's garage and he shot him dead. And actually that guy's in jail now for, uh, yep. it, it was, it was, I, I forget, you might know that case better than I do, but it was basically ruled that it was kind of premeditated. Like he almost, um, so I don't know about him that in, basically. specifically, but the law is the same in Massachusetts. We don't have like typical self-defense laws. You are only allowed to use force equal to or less than the force that is being imposed on you. Hmm. And you have the burden of proof. So you're the one that has to prove that, you know, if you didn't shoot this person, they would kill you. And bonus... Uh, if you shoot the person and don't kill them, they can sue you and testify against you in court. That's Ugh. insane. How are you supposed to know what level of force someone that breaks into your home in the middle of the night is going to use against you? That is an excellent question. That is just, that is yeah. asinine. It is pretty ridiculous. So um, my 
my course was also mostly about the legal use of force. And I've had several firearms lawyers flat out tell me like, oh, if you ever have to use your gun, you shoot them in the head. Hmm. Well, yeah. then they can't sue you. <laughs> exactly. I, I guess exactly. there's that. That is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. That. I don't know how we I, I, I had an interesting personal case. Like, here's a counter. Here's something to think about. Like, you know, what would happen to somebody who entered a dwelling that's not theirs without malintent, whether they'd be shot dead or not. I had a friend a few years ago. It was New Year's and we were staying at a condo in a resort type community. And we all went to the bars and he ended up getting way more intoxicated than everybody else. And he kind of stumbles home and he enters what he thought was our condo, but wasn't. Yeah. And he, yeah. you know, basically passes out on the couch of what is some family's condo that they're renting. And they come down and they're like, what the hell? There's basically a home intruder in here and he's wasted. Yeah. Now, let's say that he made a wrong step and surprised the dad of the of the family or something. And the dad shot him dead. Now, the law would punish that dad in, in Montana. But as far as just my judgment of, of you know, layman morality... I actually would understand that dad as much as I wouldn't want to see my friend shot dead, of course. Yeah. But it's like you put yourself in a spot where that dad had to make a split second decision about a risk to his family in the middle of right. the night, you know? And, you know, some rando shows up in your house, like you have no idea what their intentions are. Yeah. And I mean, there was just a case um, the other day of two guys showing up at a house. Oh, I forget where it was dressed as DEA agents hmm. and they were pretending that it was a no-knock raid and it was actually a home invasion. Luckily, one of the people in the home had a gun and was able to shoot one of the guys because there was a third guy with like a white hood or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. You know, they were impersonating DEA agents. So wow, that's pretty have no idea you what someone's intent is. You guys remember that case? I think I want to say it was in Florida. I can't remember, but it, it was within the last couple of years. Basically, a bunch of teenagers were wielding knives, broke into a home, were stealing stuff, got shot dead by a guy with an AR, and then the grandpa of one of the teenagers. By the way, very sorry that you lost your your grandson. That sucks. But your grandson was engaging in criminal behavior that got him killed. Mm -hmm. But the grand the grandpa said basically it was an it was unfair because the guy had a rifle and my grandson only had a knife. Right. That was one of my favorite arguments. He should have he should have knife fought him on the scene there yeah. instead of go, shot fuck him with this a gun. Rifle. I better go get a knife so we can be we can have a fair well, fight. Yeah. I mean, if someone has a knife and you have a gun and you haven't drawn yet and you're with they're within like fifteen feet or something, the yeah. guy with the knife's gonna win because um, you don't have yeah. enough time to draw and shoot. I think it's fifteen feet. Yeah, yeah, conceivably for sure. That's why you got to be. That's why you got to carry one in the chamber and stop being a pussy. That's thanks, I mean, for, Emily. Yeah, for a while I wasn't carrying one in the chamber because I didn't want to plexico burris myself. You know, even mm -hmm. though I know it's it's not likely to happen. But our audience convinced me to stop being a stop being a, a big pussy and put it in the <laughs> chamber. So <laughs> anyway, we're right about at that time. I don't know if you had any more questions, Blonde, but uh, no, I'm good. Thanks for coming back on. I can't believe it's been a whole year. I know it's time flies. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have you back and um, and uh, hopefully you make it out of uh, hopefully you make it out of that that terrible state into a free state with uh, palm trees. Here's yep. hoping soon. Well, congratulations on the career and congratulations on um, on uh, all the YouTube progress as well. Yep, I've linked you. your YouTube channel and your Twitter in the description. Is there another place you want to send people to find you? Um, no, I mean that's basically it. I have a Facebook page, but Facebook is basically dead. 
And yeah, did you see the like, news they today? Just, like, lost a bunch of money. And yeah. One hundred billion I'm most active. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm most active on Twitter and YouTube. Cool. Well, okay. we'll we'll send people there. That's our guest, Liberty Doll. Thank you as always for making time for us. We'll have you Absolutely. back sooner this time. Uh, and have a great night, everybody. Really appreciate it. Bye, guys.